co-host Conover. Hello. And our guest is an old friend, yes. K-Raff. Hey. You may know him from his recent work uh, at Brochill. Thanks so much. Glad to be here, guys. Thank you. Yes, why of don't, course. Uh, why don't you tell us a little about Brochill? Yeah, honestly, because I, I know what you're... I've looked at the page and stuff, but like I haven't delved too much into it, so please. Okay, sure. Um, we started Brochill.com in October, and, and by we... Uh, my co-writer, uh, Angry Elf, over there. So he, he's a uh, he kind of in relation to the beer. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, it's, fu- right. it's funny though because um, uh, whenever I see that, it kind of reminds yeah, me. Yeah, I would imagine. Him. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he's not the biggest guy in stature, and and, and, and if you can tell from, <laughs> by some of his articles, he has has a bit of a temper. Um, so I'm the over at Brochel.com. He's Angry Elf. The, the whole idea was kind of to create content um for bros well for bros <laughs> but really that anyone could read uh, uh I, if you guys go like into like bro bible or right. uh, like barstool sports or, or mm-hmm. anything like that mm-hmm. we, we were kind of going for a similar idea but we were trying to make it that everyone can read it because recently they've dwelled into you know writing articles about porn stars and this mm-hmm. and that we don't really try Sweet, to bro <laughs> we don't really try <laughs> cool to touch on, on those type of topics uh we keep it light um we make gear recommendations and actually that's every... awesome dude as a, yeah as you saw when you posted the thing about the new gopro stuff i was like yo i cannot wait to read that shit and it was fantastic i loved it i and, loved it and everything that we recommend on the site if you stepped into my apartment you would see just about all of it so this so you're is this what you're saying exactly yeah, like this good. isn't yeah, stuff great. that um you know i'm just pushing out there to to get more content um the bourbon candle was one of our first yeah. ones and it actually smells incredible if you're if you're a bourbon <laughs> fan <laughs> it doesn't oh, smell yeah. it's yeah. it's yeah. it's it's yeah. awesome yeah. and those yeah. those woodwick candles are just awesome the gopro stuff uh, so we do gear gear reviews we do beer reviews as well um i just put an out an article about there about uh the best uh, ski resort breweries Ooh. on the East Coast. Oh, yeah, because you are uh, quite ski the... Ski resort breweries. Yeah, Because so... he's quite the snowman, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> yes. right? Aren't you quite the snowman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. very much so. So so we, we try to put out a topic that everyone can enjoy. It touches on all different areas. Um, and we're actually trying to get the female voice better represented. So you're actually going to see that this week we're going to have um, a female author do an article a week. And, so that's smart. And that's Ho-Chill, smart, maybe? The Ho-Chill? I was actually thinking uh, chillgirl.com down the road uh, if it goes well. That's so kind of you know, a spin-off site along the same lines. So uh, the site's doing really well. Pretty well, um, in the respect that it, it, it funds itself at least. Wow. So, from what do you I, mean I, by that? We use Amazon Associates, um, nice. and what that is is we gotta get on. yeah, we have so to. It's like what, people can go. 
through. So if they buy one of our like recommended products, yeah. actually, like we can get a commission based oh, off of it, and okay. not even not even a recommended product. Like you know, if if someone you know goes is inspired to go to Amazon.com mm. through our site. Um, we can definitely make a commission based off of what they buy that day on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Um, We've heard about that from, uh, we're big, both big fans of uh, Bill Burr's podcast. And he always, okay. He always said, it's, uh, you know, you don't even, you don't have to sign up for anything or pay it's for anything. It's free. Extra. We yeah. just go, you just go to yeah. his website, yeah. click Amazon, yeah. and you're fucking, and, he's getting a commission. I mean, that's partially the idea by, behind running the holiday gift guide mm-hmm. is, you know, get people on there. We recommend products that we like, but it's just, you know. It gives us enough money to keep our domain up, um, uh, yeah. pay our you know our That's host provider, and yeah. uh, and and get a little bit of advertising out there. I mean, wow. we do some advertising through Facebook. Um, How easy was it to do this Amazon thing? It it was literally you gotta um, you gotta sign up. So if if you either have an LLC, you could do it through that. You could do it through a person. Um, if you go to AmazonAssociates.com, you apply, and then with I believe within the first three months, as long as you sell one product, like you're going to be approved. Oh, so shit. so yeah, so it's shit. pretty it's well, pretty easy time, to get into it. I got um, five people in my family. We can get right? five people to buy. Something <laughs> yeah, well that's right the tough that's the tough part though. You really can't like direct people to your site um, oh, to know. like to like hey <laughs> just go to my site, click on my link, and like go buy stuff. You can't tell people to okay. do that. Okay. Um, because wink, what wink. they see. Yeah. <laughs> well, but what they see is like the analytics like okay this person just clicked right. on the link and went to buy whatever they want so yes. they'll start noticing that ah, if that becomes a trend ah, gotcha. um, and then the other thing is is you know my dad was reading the site one day and he just goes and buys product like just on Amazon because mm-hmm. it's the holiday season mm-hmm. so the sale got tracked in my um in my log, but because he had the same last name um, and same address as me, because I had to change my permanent address, they didn't thinking. count the revenue. Okay. So that's what's gonna, you know, right. it's 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 not gonna work as well as you think is that. So you really gotta try to generate some traffic. But so guys, by the time this is out, we will definitely have that up. Go yeah, buy your that. holiday shit through us. That'd be crazy. Uh, Please do. I don't know how to do it yet, but... We'll figure I'll it out. Fucking He's let you know. Us. Yeah, yeah I, I could show you guys after, and if you get on there and, and seriously, like, post, like, a couple, like... Like maybe talk about a product during the podcast, and, oh, and yeah. I mean that could be yeah. that could be really cool. Oh my god, that's oh man, that'd be right up my alley too. Oh my yeah, goodness. you're a you're a techie. Yeah, dude, and all the GoPro gear and Apple gear. Oh my god, I could go nuts with that. Yeah, I bet. So we all met back in our college days at yeah, Ryder. Indeed, yes, all, from what I remember, that's where I met. you guys. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's where I met you guys. I think. And I think are we all? I I think are you one year behind me? I was I graduated. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Connor is the oldest. I'm one year behind him. Yeah. And KRF is one year behind me. But we all somehow ended up in the same house. Mm-hmm. Have we mentioned the office? Oh, yeah, we, we definitely we mentioned uh, the office. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, for sure. First place that I moved uh, into after um, I moved off campus is uh, where I met these guys. And as you can tell, we we're all uh, into the same kind of shit. So we hit it off and, yeah. and you know, definitely. graduate and yeah, you can. Got your own shit going on. Uh, speaking of which, recently engaged. Yes, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. And congratulations, Meg Bell. Well, it yeah. it's, it's, it's funny. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's funny. No, it's, uh-huh. it's just funny because we, you know, that was the beginning 
uh, of our relationship was in that house. Oh, no <laughs> shit. Uh, I mean, that's funny. What, and, and it was actually at that house where I guess you can say we realized our relationship because we wow. come downstairs and Ray's there. And, oh, you know, Meg was there and, and, he, and he goes, enough already. I'm like, what? What? You guys are dating. <laughs> so go change your Facebook status now. And, and Meg's there is like, well, yeah, I, I, I guess we are. <laughs> so that's mad. I never knew that. That's yeah. mad funny. So it, it's funny that you bring those two things up in yeah. uh, uh, in consecutive order because they they kind of you know tie together pretty well. <laughs> yeah. And you did it down at Disney, I see. Yes, Lawrence, um, you just a it worked out. It worked out really well Shit. because so t- yeah. Tell us the how I met your Meg Mo story. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if this is as long as the show, it's gonna be a long podcast. That's all right. We got all night. Yeah. So um, I, I had it planned quite a few months in advance. You actually got to call 180 days in advance to book a boat. To go out during the illuminations fireworks, so I, so I did That's as far Damn, as advanced that I called. Damn, um, and they <laughs> they uh, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing tomorrow. They didn't yeah. have they didn't have a boat available. Of course not. On the like the hour the reservations open, so the day before we're going, we were actually down there to run the Disney marathon. So I was maybe going to do something along with the marathon or or. Do it like near our favorite like location on a ride or something like that. But they call me up the day before. Hey, uh, a boat opened up. If you want want to book it, like you need to book it right now. This is the day before we went, and I go, I will take it. They're like, well, the price has gone up since I go. Uh, it's not a matter of it's not oh, a matter of yeah. price. Oh, like wow. No, no, just because it was it was perfect. Like it was something about. Fate telling me like this ah, is what you gotta is. do. There you know? it, is. It, was, it was the it was the day before. Wow! So and it worked out great. I mean, it was funny because like I asked her and she's she's uh, goes. Can you sit back down now? Like this is the greatest seat I've ever had for fireworks <laughs> on the water where they're shooting off the fireworks. So it was yeah, it, it obviously, was a ton of bro, fun. Come on, <laughs> it was great. Yes, now sit the fuck back down for a second. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. That that's really cool. Well, cheers to that. Yeah, definitely cheers to that. Clink it up on that. I'm not anywhere near that. So yeah, no, that's, yeah. It's weird. I was just saying to him before when he first got here how like. We've gotten to that age where, like, we have, well, we were talking about something different, but we've gotten to that age now where all of our friends are getting engaged and getting married and having kids, and, and it blows baby. my mind. And I'm single, don't have <laughs> any shadow of a girlfriend or anything like that, have no idea. I am worried about myself, worried about having a place to live and all that, and that's pretty much but, about but it. That's an interesting thing from the from the standpoint, is like, like there's some people that we knew that were in serious relationships, and now that relationship that you thought was going to last forever Oof. is is a sha- shadow of, and they're in a completely different place now. Yeah. Um. And and you make me feel better. Thank you. Thank <laughs> but, you. But there's one, there's actually one person in particular I, that yes, we all know. We all know, and I pro- you're probably thinking the same person. I think so. If you, we'll definitely say her name after we turn this off. But yeah. To, to save her some, some but uh, I, I mean, there's there's a lot of that, and there's you know a lot of people you know changing careers drastically. You you 
like you were an education major, yeah. but you know things work out differently. And sure and did. I went for radio, TV, and film, and I'm you know I'm nowhere in now that. You're the guest. This is this is the closest. <laughs> exactly. I'm the guest on Welcome. the podcast. So you know I always think maybe I should start one of these up myself, but it's Dude, like, yeah. there's so Dude, many different things I'd want to talk about. But, and, uh, <laughs> see, that's, that's not a bad thing yeah, though. That's, you that, know, I mean, dude, the range. I mean, you said you've been going through. You see the range of different topics yeah. we go through. Yeah, and the uh, Bro Chill podcast, dude. Like that's it, it, that's sitting it waiting for you. Itself. Yeah, that's what I'm. It sells itself exactly, dude. That's waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, we, and we could sell each other and be a big happy yeah. family. Yeah, it definitely would. So, um, like we were talking the other day, is is the direction that you guys have gone into now i i actually enjoy the show better um, because when we were first yeah, saying like when you that. first asked me to come on the show I'm like you know i'm not i don't really talk politics but then since then i, I listened back and like that's right. not really been your sole focus exactly. I, I mean it's it's definitely it was relevant there's and... definitely tides in each episode mm-hmm. and, and because mm-hmm. i mean that's time mm-hmm. pertinent and what's going on right. right now and i think it's important to have a voice for that so um but it's it's cool to see you guys expand beyond that and i, I enjoy it so yeah, I thank you enjoy thank it. Yeah. Thanks. all right so we got one listener one one <laughs> we'll take the one so, but to go with that whole one listener thing, you, you brought up the other day when I first got the site started, I sent it over you. I'm like, hey, right. take a look at the site. And, you're, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's, I'm trying, I'm taking a look at analytics. And you go, after a while, you, you kind of just, you know, don't even worry about that. And, mm-hmm. and it's so true mm-hmm. because as long as you enjoy doing it and exactly. you, you know, that one person listens and comments on something, you know, whether positively or negatively, it's like that whole interaction and guiding people to think is is a cool thing. And that in and so of we'll, itself is a cool thing. We're yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So uh how you been keeping up with uh your music shit? You you were definitely one of the more musical yeah, uh, musical people in yeah. that house. Well, well me and Connie were talking about that earlier. Um I play for a group uh called Matt Scuteri and the Jive Stewards. Uh, it's Matt Scuteri because Matt Scuteri does quite a bit of playing by himself as well. So we what is it called? Matt Scuteri and the Jive Stewards. Okay. So, is there um, a way uh, people can go? Yeah, if you go to uh, Matt Scuteri Music on Facebook, uh, you can find them there. Uh, we play in the summers up and down the Jersey Shore. And they, they, they do you know some gigs in Jersey City and like the surrounding New York area. So, so they play quite often a nice. lot, you know. Um, and you can check them out. I don't play with them all the time anymore. I used to actually play drums for the group, um, but I switched to playing guitar now. So I'm, ba- I'm back in, a, 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 in you know, the guitar You're side of back things. Back in the saddle again. <laughs> yeah. <right. Back. laughs> so um, I had the you know, I had to get my chops back on that, and um, we play a, a very I would I would describe it as Springsteen esque. Uh, okay. I mean, sax okay. player, keyboard oh, player. Okay. Um, two guitar That's players, awesome. uh, our, our singer Matt plays the bass, um, and it's, it, it's a really cool, cool show. Um, and, and you know, we, we've had some success with that as well. Uh, the, the biggest show we probably ever played was, uh, opening for Smash Mouth, wow. uh, Blues wow. Traveler. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Wow. This, uh, this is Asbury Park. Yeah. At nice. The Stone, at the Stone Pony. So, Word so, up. So it's, Word it, up. So that was, you know, that was That's pretty cool. Awesome. But, um, you know, it's it's probably another one of those things where, you know, any money that we do make from it, we just reinvest in the band. Um, because, you know, we're not doing it to make money and we're just doing it for yeah, fun. That's the way to find it. And it's, yeah. it's funny that it would be you to be in a band like that because I have a friend from high school that reminded me of you and 
he's in the exact same type of band, you know, uh, big band, just horns, drums, percussion, like congas, the whole, the whole gamut, you know what I mean? Congas or congas? Congas. No, they're congas. Really? Yeah. Yes, they uh-huh. are. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was, I, I'm, Okay, I was going to say, I was just asking, I was being a dick. <laughs> I will concede. All right, so, yeah. Humility. Exactly, humility. humility. So, um, plug for Renaissance Boulevard on uh, my boy Landon. They're in the you know, same type band. Yeah, and they actually, their biggest show, they were at the truck one time, and unfortunately, it was when I was still working mad hours, and he wanted me to roadie for him, and I would have been down for that, going to the friggin' truck for a show. I I forgot who they were opening for, but it's really funny that the same person that recognizes, or r- reminds me of you, is in the same kind of band. You know, I haven't listened to him too much, admittedly, but from what I've heard, yeah, I could... I could definitely see the relationship there, so it's really funny. That'd be yeah. That's, so, that's really funny. What's going on with you guys as far as music goes? Because I mean, you're both musical. I don't drum uh, nearly as much as I, I used to. I was just saying we were at. Uh, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks, dude. I I hate not being able to create something musically speaking because we're doing this and it's great and it's a great feeling creating something mm-hmm. but like there is a feeling that i would get playing drums that i just oh yeah it's oh my god oh, yeah. i miss it so much and my yeah. drums are just sitting in a stack collecting dust right now at my parents house and like i could easily set them up you know yeah, we were stopping. just down there i was just saying because you uh, my uh my you remember morty yeah my dog unfortunately um we won't get into it because it gets me a little upset that he's not here anymore. But we had a, an apartment lined up actually down the street, mm-hmm. but that fell through last minute, and we had to find this place uh, in, a, in a hurry. And obviously no pets allowed here, but luckily his parents were nice enough to hang on to Morty for now. So uh, whenever I get a chance, whenever he goes down, I go tag along and go see my little buddy nice, so we were just good. down there and I was like yo why don't we set these drums up and, and you know why I have an answer for you the only thing holding me back is a bass drum pedal I just don't have a bass drum I can pedal. get you a bass drum pedal I got like three the of them the friend that reminds <laughs> me if you told me the same thing <laughs> I don't know why but I haven't just gotten a bass drum it doesn't drum even have to be that complex though no I just need a single pedal just so I can keep get a drum pad right yeah I do have a pad and I do have sticks and I am banging on that all the time but like so I so I must say my hand chops are still there but my, I think I've lost a lot of my feet uh, foot chops I really feel like yeah. I have yeah no I, I'm sitting here tapping like Okay, that's not bad, but I don't have a big <laughs> pedal under my foot. Yeah, I don't have any tension or anything. I'm just sitting here. So, no, I mean, I, I keep my hands moving all the time when I'm dry because I drive for work all the time, dude. Mm-hmm. I am all over the damn tri-state area, so I'm I constantly say drumming I'm all and shit. All over the car. All oh, over the I'm all over the steering wheel, and then. I'll mostly lean my wrist on the steering wheel and start tapping the dash to a beat yes. or something, and yeah. like, or think I'm playing tenors, and I'll be like, all right, one, two, one, two. <laughs> That's funny. So, I mean, I, I try to keep up with it, but I miss that feeling of creating something behind a drum set a lot. I really, really do. And I know you can speak to that from guitar, too. Yeah. Well, same, I mean, you know, play drums, play guitar. Um, I think guitar was... I played drums for a long time and I really liked it when I was doing it, but I played drums in my band that started in like 7th or 8th grade that went through like the middle of high school. And then once that kind of broke up and we were kind of all doing our own thing, then by the time I went off to college, 
I was out of the house, the drums were home, same old story. Just doesn't. But the guitar yeah. was always there. Uh, so even though in my the band I was in in college, I was a singer, I still was playing guitar all the fucking time. And I mean, you know, you saw I have my guitar sitting out yeah. here. I try to pick it up as much as I can, but I just don't do it that often. Yeah. I wish I did it more. Well, that's what I try to do is is keep a guitar accessible yeah. to me. So I, you know, I'll, I'll keep one in my office, and you know, I'll keep one by the TV in the apartment. And um, it, it's hard to it's hard to to just sit down and play and. I guess make any progression on a guitar if you don't have the time to do Absolutely. Where drums... You hit the nail on the head, dude. Drums is just such an easy instrument to sit down and just make something completely mm-hmm. different than you've done before. Non-drummers would not understand that. I'm not being a snob. I just... No, I, feel... I think you're right. I'm trying to think if I maybe... Well, I, I, don't know, I, don't know if they, I don't know if that's true, though. Well, because elaborate. Any, yeah, I, because I'm trying to think of a think way to about, articulate think that. About, yeah, go ahead. Think about your friends. Um, as simple as you're driving in a car and a song comes on. Uh-huh. And, you know, someone just, you know, doing an impromptu kind of like beatbox to uh-huh. it. Or, like, or even dancing. Or even anything that has a rhythmic value to it. If a person has a bit of rhythm... They may understand that you can create something different because it, you're using your body okay. more. Okay, to, I feel that it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be percussive or not. Yeah, I, I yeah. feel that. Now, I feel no, that. I don't think they would think of it in a, in a musical sense, mm-hmm. but even like you know, just moving the bass drum to like two and four to one and two. So, right. so for for like which we all do. Yeah, like, you know, sitting there playing the drums in the car, we all always switching up the beat. You never yeah. fucking play the same beat as what's going on on the radio. So, and even clapping along to a song, if they're, you know, I think people can, most people can create something. Well, especially if you're a drummer and you're doing that, then that's always... Yeah, I don't think most people think about it. I was just going to say, so then the question becomes about being mindful of doing it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess we're just not... Mindful into it. I, I always, gotta, <laughs> always gotta do it. Always gotta do it. Stay mindful, people. Whenever you're listening, whatever you listen to, realize why you might be clapping differently and enjoy it even more. There you, <laughs> there you fucking go. So, I think drums is an instrument that is very welcoming to people. You know, little kids just want to go you up to a bang drum set. Just bang on something. you're not gonna you're not gonna break a drum set. You're not. There's there's no. In my opinion, there's no way to play a drum set wrong. Um, you know, yeah, you yeah. see guys tapping the sides of drums, mm-hmm. playing on the rims. Um, mm-hmm. you know, even when you get into kind of experimental things and and you know putting different stuff in between the hi hat to create yeah. a different sound. I had a friend who had a we call we called it a trash symbol, but it was just an old symbol that had cracks in it and when it was dented <laughs> up and everything, and it <laughs> sounded <Trash> fantastic. <laughs> and then we had another one that was a big. That's it funny was a, because a crash symbol is a. Typical no, I said trash symbol. I know. Oh, I'm oh, explaining my, my to bad. those who don't know what a crash my symbol bad. is. Trash so, symbol. Okay, we so had that, a, wait, wait, is that a pun ahead. or is that a play? <laughs> uh, is that, that's a play on words. Okay, we've, been having, this, words. we've been having this lately about people, call, people calling wordplay puns when it's and not actually a play. pun. Even though pun is a type of wordplay, not all wordplay 
is a Har- pun. Yeah, yeah. Har- yeah. Har- yeah. Puns or whatever. Okay, so anyway. And <laughs> then and then he had a 24-inch ride symbol. Would you like to explain a ride symbol while we're at it? It's a big-ass symbol. <laughs> that goes tink, 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 tink. Um, but we hung a... Um, like one of those chains you would use for a dog tag, we hung one of those chains from the top of it, and it just made this like rattling sound, oh. and it was it was perfect for what That's he was cool. going for. It was. I never perfect. really got to that to like experimenting with that kind of stuff on a drum set, but yeah. it's very reminiscent of like because uh, I don't know, you know, but uh, let's just definitely know. I've been into uh, electronic music for the last five, six, seven, eight, I don't even know how many years now. And that's very reminiscent of, you know, people thinking that, oh, it's just press and play on your iPod and whatever. But, you know, when you're an actual producer of music, you have to find ways of finding organic sounds and working it into that electronic thing. So, interesting. The sounds don't make themselves up. That's yeah. the best. That's the best way I can put it. The sounds don't make themselves up. Any sound we've got, we've somehow created. But back to that chain, that, that was actually used for a while by jazz musicians. Because it the, was for jazz band. Yeah. It was for so jazz. So the whole idea, the whole, the whole idea of like a standard jazz rhythm is is um, the space in the music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when there's quiet, like that sizzle, that's yeah, it, it, yep. it carries through in the song to like yep. not let there be complete silence. So mm-hmm. the parts that the jazz musicians are playing kind of flood into each other to that's create a so more true. fluid experience. I was just gonna use that word, more fluid experience. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I hear you. It was for jazz ensemble that he used that rig. But we yep. went to on a, our swing chart. Actually. We went to a, actually a show last night. Uh, yep. yep, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. I mean, you can go as far back as classical music. Like we went to a show last night that was a uh, Westminster Choir College. Mm-hmm. They An affiliated writer. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. they have. Uh, they go in the Princeton Chapel, and the amount mm-hmm. of sound they create is incredible. But the bell choir plays. That's got and I mean, they're yeah. using different things. Like they're they're plucking the bells. They're hitting the bells with mallets. Um, you know spinning the bell to create a different wow. sound wow. so the like the experimentation with these wow. instruments that you wouldn't even think of that's um, awesome is is awesome. pretty cool one of our i don't know if you heard strung out in d minor strung out in d minor yes, i did A-R-B, yeah i don't know what number but yeah uh that guy he is simmer singh composer who went to uh westminster he actually went to high school with me and i don't think i even knew that he was essentially because like westminster isn't Rider, but it is Rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a different campus. Yeah. It's a completely different it's thing. It's the it's sister mu- school. Yeah, and yeah. it's dedicated to music. So, I, I, yeah, I had no idea he was going to school right down the street. There was a drive at Rider to, to get, I guess, the students closer between the two universities hmm. for a while, but you find that they don't really commingle, at least no, from no, my I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I had wanted, from way early in high school, I knew that I wanted to take... Uh, or I thought that I wanted to take uh, music theory courses. I'm definitely the least competent when it comes to music theory at this table. I love it. (laughs) It makes me salivate. uh, In in high school, you had to be in marching band and do all that stuff. I love all that too, baby. That was not... Bando all the way. (laughs) I was... We all we competed. He and I competed in jazz ensemble. Really? We found out yes. in college. Yes. Yeah. yeah, our high schools competed. What in was jazz. Your, uh, I was a state champion in 2007, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I think I think we won, I think we won the year after. But hey, I, <laughs> I wasn't there. I, I wasn't there. So I, I, I had the only undefeated rhythm section for two years running. So. Oh, I don't know. We need to check our sources. We need so, to fact check that. I, I had one ahead. too. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So I mean, we, we, well, we we broke into a different a different like conference the one year and started traveling a ton. I mean, you guys were big so. too. You were big. You were. Uh, the Moonglowers, right? Uh, we were Greyhounds. Oh, okay. Northern Greyhounds, what, what, yeah. Uh, what high school was you I was Bridgewater Raritan. Yes, so. he was. In Northern Burlington. And yeah, I'll put it to you this way. His band was probably bigger than my graduating class. I mean, not like that, but I graduated with 300, and how much did you well, graduate we, with? Uh, 830. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> so, so I always had this argument about the talent pool. Mm-hmm. You know what Fair I mean? Enough. Like, in my population, my high school population, our talent was more concentrated. Was you know what one I mean? band? Uh, it was a jazz ensemble. One band, one, one sound. sound. <laughs> there was there was a okay, jazz ensemble, and then there was a jazz band. The jazz ensemble was the one that competed. Okay. The jazz band just did like a home show. So we concert. we had three jazz bands. Uh, uh, motherfuckers were hustling us for the day one. From day one, they had them out for. Well, us. we had uh, the Monday Shit. band was the first band. The Tuesday band was the second band, and that's based off of what day they met. So that's what they were called. And the Thursday band was the third band that so didn't compete. Just played the home show there you go. it was funny because my first two years i was in the tuesday band and um at the show over at the trenton war memorial that was mm-hmm. a competition mm-hmm. the tuesday band actually beat the monday band oh shit so it, i mean that was like the big controversy oh, of, of, of the time because um and it was funny because like i, I knew guys in, in both groups and we had a, a group called the corner view jazz ensemble mm-hmm. so so i mean we Super played freaking on we were playing <laughs> we were playing jazz every single night of the week like somewhere whether it was a jam session so the tuesday band just like got out there and like that's what we played like mm-hmm. we didn't focus on classical music we didn't um we our, our whole point was like we wanted to go play jazz and that's what we wanted to do and and you know when it came to college i, I guess i kind of got burnt out on it a little bit yeah where yeah at that point i didn't want to go to college for music because it felt like i was doing a job that's because precisely i feel why I that 100 that's why i didn't want to go into music education at college because mm-hmm. i said i don't want this to ever become a job i want it to be a hobby my whole life i regret it like no other now i wish i did go into music education but hey what are you gonna do but yeah then who would be my but co-host at least in, <laughs> at, least in, at least in new jersey the push for marching band was so huge See, and my school wasn't okay. It I wasn't. enjoyed I enjoyed doing that, but I, I you know most schools that I witness, I I kind of observe that the marching band is is the focus, mm-hmm. and for good reason. The marching band brings in money to get right. to get band more instruments for you. Yeah. So uh, you you need a, a good marching band program mm-hmm. to support your other mm-hmm. endeavors. I don't think that's a <laughs> I don't think that's a bad thing, but uh, I particularly would love teaching jazz, and I would oh, love. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Even you know a, a, hmm, a rock funny. program, like do something, get into some Radiohead, and then you can work it into like how they started going to like this electronic side of things, mm-hmm. and and the the combination of, of different instruments that can actually play in a rock band. Like I I thought it was crazy to see like the first time we did like a clarinet in a jazz band, right? Like I love right. I love like the whole like mixing of instruments, and the band I play in now, like jazz our flute. saxophone yes, player flute. makes the band. So wow. And, wow, and 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 then our, our our lead singer plays bass, but he'll he'll play an electric upright for some song. Nice, <laughs> nice. So so the whole fuck end, it, like that whole <laughs> the the experimentation may not be there as much, and I guess you got to rely on yourself a little bit to to do that for outside sure. of school. For sure. So, um, yeah. Yeah, because he was telling me at his school, I think Bridgewater was the same. If you were in a band class, a part of the band program, you had to be in the marching band. Yeah. Okay, my school, you didn't have to be either. But for me, 
I liked uh, marching, but I I, uh, I had more fun. <laughs> I had more fun in jazz ensemble just because it was a lot more experimenting. Like mm-hmm. it was a lot of oh, let me see if this sounds cool. Nope, that sounds like shit on company. Well, it just I can't seems do like that. marching. I mean, coming from an outside perspective, it seems like marching band. You just spend so much time on the marching, and there's just it's, so much. There's only so much time in the day. So not that you're not focusing on the band part of it and the music part of it but the having to deal with well your choreography or your that's what makes it, it the hardest we would spend a certain half of the day and I mean, on... it's, no disrespect yeah. to anybody but yeah, of course, i mean yeah. that just didn't interest me i just fucking wanted to play and i played in the when i was in middle school i played in the band because it was either play in the band or the orchestra or the choir or take music appreciation classes, which was the same fucking shit that... Just without instruments. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's the same shit you learned in third grade about music. Oh, and it's okay. just it, it was just a, a Get to a watch all the dance again. But and, there's <laughs> something to be said about playing a technical piece, and as long as it's above 130 beats per minute, the the speed that you are moving at while playing... This is, is exactly... And that makes you a better player, because... You are focusing on multiple things. Styles in my DNA. <laughs> Would you say that that even though you weren't drumming with your hands, marching band made your feet better? Yes, yeah, because there was such a regiment to it. Like I, because I was very serious about drumline, dude. I loved it. I was captain for four years. Like Straight I was Nick Cannon. Stands. I was so hardcore about drumline, and that's what I was saying before. Like I had more fun in jazz ensemble, but marching band was definitely. I think more of my forte, like, I, I miss that shit. Like, I watch videos of tenor solos and stuff like that to this day. Hmm. Oh, yeah, dude. Hmm. I, I And I watch them, and I'm just like, I miss this. I watch drum corps stuff. Oh, I actually did a drum corps for one summer, actually. I was a bottom bass drum. I only lasted oh, nice. half the season. What group was it? Uh, Sunrisers from okay. DCA, yes. the yeah, senior yeah, yeah, yeah. corps. I was in Sunrisers from West Nyack, New York. It was a senior corps. Um, so, but it's basically professional marching band is, yeah. is, is what it is. Yeah. You take the best players and, and you you move into an organization. So, um, and no, keep going, sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. Um, yeah, so he, he hit it right on the head. So it's like, you for senior cores, you were allowed to be any age. For mm-hmm. junior cores, you aged age out at 20, 25 now. It yeah. was 22. Be, yes. It was 22 at my age. So I think, oh yeah, it was going into my senior year of high school, actually, that I was doing it. And um, my brother did it. He, my brother, my oldest brother, is a really good trumpet player. So he went up there and he played soprano. And, um, I mean, our show was so cool the year I was supposed to do it. It was Paiachi into Malaga into Malaguena to close. And I had this really cool bottom bass drum lick in uh, the beginning of Paiachi. And um, it sucked because I had to quit because it was killing my back. The bottom bass drum was just <laughs> killing my back. And I was really heavy at the time. And I was marching every fall. And at the time, I was fourth bass drum going into my senior year. Or no, sophomore, junior, and senior year, I was a tenor player. So I had the quints, and they're fine. You know, they're fucking heavy. I had a set of pearl quints, and I had to go Those down. Those are definitely the coolest, though. Like. <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> hell yeah! That's why I wanted to play them. 
So, but if junior, you don't know, just to, sorry to cut you off again, but no, if you fine. don't know what a, a bottom base is, regardless of your size, they're, they're yeah. huge. The one just I was, Google it. It's the one I was huge, marching yeah. at Sunrisers was a 32 incher, which is almost as big as a stand table, dude. Like it's a big drum. Yeah, and for practices when we did run throughs and stuff, we just did stands. But when we did drill, you knew I was rocking that shit on my back. So that's that's what brings uh. me back to what you asked me before. With the whole between marching and the music aspect, Mm -hmm. we would spend pretty much half the day on what was called drill. We would Mm -hmm. look at a page. I'd have an X on the map, and it would say, this is where I need to be. I need to be five steps off the 40-yard line. I need to be three steps back from the hash mark and three steps from that 35-yard line. And if I wasn't in that exact spot, you would see me like a fucking sore thumb. And this was a trick. I'm sure you know, know this, too. We used white shoes. A lot of schools used black shoes because you couldn't see the fuck-ups. And we used white shoes. And now I go back and see my marching band from high school. They rock fucking black shoes. Pussies. <laughs> like, pussies. But they're still using the same cadence. The same cadence I wrote when we played the entering <laughs> nice. the field. They still use that cadence So wait, you were saying the cutoff age is 25. So when you're in high school, you were playing with, like, dudes our age? Yeah. Yeah, like, d- dude, senior core, some guys, what, 40, 50 years old in oh, senior yeah. core? Mm-hmm. There's a really good one from Jersey, Caballeros, Cavs. Yeah. Well, you got, you got cadets, too. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, they moved to Allentown. Yep. Yeah. So, they moved to so Allentown, they're, PA. They're, in, they're in DCA. You got the the Cavs. You got um, Jersey Surf actually Jersey's moved my brother up to March for they, Surf. They moved up to World. Yes, they did. Um, you got the Raiders. Uh, these I are all drum cores. In, yeah, so you got all these drum cores yeah, right in right. the area. You're right. Um, I don't know why I went to fucking West Nyack, yeah. New York then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, these are uh, these are directly affiliated with schools? Or they're, no, no, not no, at all. Not, actually. Oh, okay. not at all. That's they're what, completely okay, private. Was, completely okay. private. That's what I was confused yeah. about. And then there's indoor drum line, dude. What is that? D... Remember. D something, yeah, but it's uh indoor drumline. It's over the winter. Uh, it's after fall season's over, and like I don't, I don't know if there's an age out for the indoor or not, but I don't believe so. But I mean, there's another wrinkle to it. Like you, if you want, you can pretty much do drumline or marching band all, all year, year round, that, just like any uh, other sport. Yeah. But back to our, I mean, it really gets you to play better because yeah, there was one song that we were the marching alone, bro. Mm-hmm. We were marching in a different time yeah. signature than we were playing. Oh, there it is. Yeah. There. It, I was earlier. I was thinking about my senior year. It was um, we did a Stevie Wonder show my senior year, and the last like I think twelve bars of the show was just us marching in halftime. But we were doing heavy ass friggin' gawks on the two and four. So we're stepping on one, hitting on two, and we're barely marked. We're doing one of those like wobble swag steps. Remember that shit? And uh, it was, I always think about how like, you know, our timing was pretty good because it was just a damn unison. And it's only one versus two versus three versus four, but still it's something to think about. You know, we were high school kids playing some I of this shit. I wouldn't be into, you know, say, Math core metal without that because mm-hmm. the whole idea of like Word. changing time Word. signatures. If you have no stuff. idea what we're talking about, if you're not a musical person, basically the trick where you tap your head and rub your belly at the same time. That's that, that's yeah. a, pretty much a super way harder version of what we're talking. That's about. a good pretty analogy. much. Yeah, that's that is analogy. a really good analogy. It's though. just yeah. trying to do regularly on time. One thing with your right hand, one thing with your left hand, one thing with your right foot, one foot with your yeah. left foot. And, you know, if you guys are talking, I mean, obviously, like I said, I never did a marching band, but if you guys are talking about playing music at, and, and trying to do that, and then marching at a different time, that's, 
It was intense. It's fucking crazy. It was intense. It's, it's it's impressive to see it done, and and it's it's when it's me. done right, and it's and gorgeous. That's exactly dude. what I was getting at. I'm sure it's one of those things that, especially if you don't do it, then you can't no appreciate how much is not going wrong yeah. when it goes right. It was funny. We had football moms telling the band moms, "Your kids are here before our kids, and there but after our kids are gone." <laughs> and it was just like, and our football team sucked. Okay, but, yeah, and I mean, it well, was that's just, generally how it goes. If your band's really good, your football team's pretty bad, and your yeah. football yeah. team's pretty know. good. Your yeah. band's pretty yeah, like it. I mean, I knew in the South and like at college level that uh, like associated with school, like there's that was a big thing. I really didn't know that that was such a big deal yeah. up here and, and really at, yeah. at, at all in general. I Dude, my, I, I think three or four times our finals was at fucking Giant Stadium. Wow. Yeah, we, yeah. Did the, we did the Yamaha the Cup old Giant, Giant Stadium. Stadium. Oh, you did too. Yamaha. Yeah, Old yeah. Giants. Old yeah. Giant Stadium. Yep. Yeah, we were USSBA when we did it. You guys were too big probably. That's probably why you did the Yamaha Cup. You know, no, we did USSBA, which... Oh, you did, did we you? Did, okay. But we also did... Uh, we did Cavalcade We did BO, BOE. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which took us out to Ohio. Holy shit. Um, BO, uh, bands... Embassy something. Yeah, anything important? Okay. It's just, no. a, it's, it's, just a, it's an organization. Yeah, that it's a letter organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So USSBA, which is U.S. bands or uh, maybe tournament bands United now. States Scholastic Band Association, yeah. I think is USSBA. But they, they just they just changed the name. And, and actually the difference is in how you're judged, so the judging format. So that's the, right. The that's whole criteria right. of like what is more important, whether it be He's general effect. Right. That's right. So what affects the show as far as like the visual aspect, how the mm. music pairs with the visual aspect is general effect. So what effect it gives the viewer. Um, right. You can get judged on marching. You can get judged on playing. There's a category for drum lines. So Just depending on... I saw a video of a band, a marching band that had Michael Jackson doing the lean. They was doing the Dude, moonwalk. Dude, some of the shit. That's all that drill. Was, uh, and I bet you that was one page for about a quarter inch of each that of That was a college band. Movement. That was yeah. Ohio State. Yep. What do you mean one page? Like, drill came in a packet for like each song we did. So the drill is where you are on the field. Yeah, that's where that that's your drill chart. So I bet you for each of them to move about a quarter of an inch was one new page because of how big they are and how much of the field they spanned. Not Whereas right. a smaller band, they're stretched out. Gotcha. So one page could be like 10 yards worth of movement, mm. whereas a big band, one page could be like a half a yard's worth of movement. So can you imagine the drill binder, bro? I can't. I cannot imagine that shit. So, I mean, what year did that uh, that movie, Drumline, come out? Uh, 2001 or two. I remember because, yeah, okay. you know, I was into so, it. <laughs> yeah, that was... That, that, makes perfect sense because I was right about the time that I was in the middle school band and and the idea of going to the high school uh, and the high school marching band or just saying fuck it um, we came up and I mean as you know there was a pretty decent fucking music scene from from New Brunswick North Brunswick that whole area so I didn't feel the need to do it because Mm -hmm. I felt like you know I was in my own band and I felt like you know I could just do this shit and I've always been like fuck the machine (laughs) <laughs> that leads me back to one of your previous episodes and you guys were kind of talking about like the the pop punk scene mm, and yeah. that mm. I I know the music I was, I was never a big fan so and like I can't I personally can't grasp onto it now like going back like some so my oh it's definitely a nostalgia thing if you yeah. weren't into it in yeah. fucking 98 2002 you're not getting into it yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. No, I mean, and there's definitely some good stuff there. It's just it, it wasn't it wasn't particularly my scene. I guess at the time period when that was popular, like I was a, I was a big classic actually, rock guy. So like well, that's kind of see that never really tickled. I had a big Guns N' Roses phase in high yeah, school. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of where I was, and then I jumped straight from that to being. I mean, I guess the the closest I really got to that world was is you know I was I was a a Mars Volta guy. Oh, still, dude, um, I still love Mars Volta. You know, Take I, I, I guess I guess I, you know I was a I was a Kohi guy. Yeah, okay. I, you know, because and then, and then progressive. I got, it's progressive. Yeah, yeah. That's progressive why. That's it, the shit that it, that attracts us to it. Yeah, is that it's progressive. It's not so simple. Like it's not just. But what do you, and what, do you what do you find in the the pop punk that that well, endears you? Well, here's the the. I, I'll let I you take that. I don't know if it's necessary. I mean, there's the obvious, just teen angst, just uh, learning to play guitar and songs that you can just, you know, go to Ultimate Guitar uh, and just fucking find the tabs and you're playing and you can sing along and it's like, oh, fuck my parents, and, you know, that kind of shit. Um, and it, w- it was just a general energy and I, w- like, I have an older brother who was more into, like, real punk mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was just a little too young to be that angsty. Okay. So it was like, it, it, like I said, it was like teen angst. It was angst, but yeah. it wasn't, like, anything, it was, it was teen angst. I, I mean, I guess that, that leads me up to my question, though, is I, there they all sound very similar to me, and I and it was that, and it, like that, yeah, the simplicity and the fact that it just hit that mark. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me a long time to realize even what the value of progressive music was, mm-hmm. and the value mm-hmm. uh, or the, the artistic value of breaking away from intro verse, chorus verse, mm-hmm. cor- you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, and then. Once I discovered that, which was right around, right before I met you guys, actually, it was our, I mean, definitely Census Fail was a band that that kind of opened my eyes in terms of the way you can write music, coming mm-hmm. off of just listening to ska and punk and pop punk yeah. and stuff like that. But RX Bandits, for sure, was the band yeah. that just like... I was just like, whoa, you can That's do that? That sounds cool. like five what, different what songs. What genre would you consider that? I love our expansions. Yeah. I, I, See, it's I a new, that's some I just sort of progressive. I just call yeah. it a, a per, yeah, progressive rock slash ska, posty. Yeah. You know, it's kind of... But it took me a while first to realize that there was value in that. And then it took me a long time to appreciate the fact that I had learned the difference, and that not everybody was looking for that in their music. There's a lot of passive music listeners, and there's a lot of people that are just into different things mm-hmm. other than music and the complexity of their music. So they throw on whatever, you know, is is on the radio, and they're fine with it. It's just something for the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so only very recently am I, did I realize, like, oh, that's not, you know, this is something very particular. And it even translates into uh, into electronic music. Because you have certain styles of music um, that that are very structural. Like I'm super into like I just, everybody fucking knows I'm I'm super into hard style, but uh, which is just a faster type of dance music, and it's it, typically very structured. It's got you know the intro, the mid intro, the build up, the drop, the whatever. Uh, but I'm also really really into techno and tech house, which mm-hmm. is. The it, it, it's like stripped down percussive progression. Mm-hmm. A lot of tracks don't even have melody at all, 
they have perceived melody based on different percussive elements, mm-hmm. but it's pure percussion and rhythm and changes in this and slowly fading in this and and different sounds in this and per, and moving and but that that idea of not going from this part to that part back to that part, just going from here to there to the middle part to the next part mm-hmm. to the next part and to, like telling a story. The value of that once that dawned on me, that was like an awakening. I, I get that, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess my my music taste over the past few years has kind of simplified. You know, there's things that are, are a bit of a, a job to even like listen to, and, that, <laughs> and that's not a bad that's not a bad thing. Um, I just feel like I don't do that anymore. Like that's I, you're, evol- you're evolving. Yeah, you that's know? definitely what drew me away. I felt like because like I was when I was younger. Like I said, I was into ska, pop, punk mm-hmm. stuff. I got into the more. I hate to use the emo screamo thing. You know, I like to say post hardcore and shit like that. But, yeah. And then I got more into metal. And again, as I discovered the progressive elements of writing, mm-hmm. I got into more uh, technical metal and stuff. But right around like my freshman year in college is when the big uh, when grindcore was big. And mm. it's just like I was like, all right, guys, like what you're doing is awesome. Yeah. But like. It's just cool. It's not like that pleasurable to listen to. Yeah, like, it is not. And there was a lot of stuff like that that I that I listened to and you know dissected and then, it. And, yeah, and, and, and like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. You know, right if you now. took it on face value, you wouldn't like it very much. Exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, I can't, yeah. I can't even get you know into that anymore. Like I find now, um, that's why you know I play in a band that's Springsteen esque, and you know I listen to a ton of Springsteen, but there's not a lot of artists like him anymore. Um, and, and to the respect of that song beginning to end isn't like verse, chorus, verse. The song actually mm-hmm. tells a story. Oh, right. Goodness, and yeah. it explains a point in time. And it may not be his life. It may not be your life. But it's the story of somebody's life mm-hmm. and how whatever was going on in that time period was the only thing that mattered to hmm. them. And so I find myself actually listening wow. to a ton of country um, wow. because because the whole same idea like if you listen to a guy um, griping about something no well but <laughs> who's the the one that um, Floyd Eric Floyd. Church I mean his 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 songs will actually tell a story beginning the end and yeah, end Oklahoma up. likes Eric Church a lot so, actually yeah and, one of our other guys and it's it's great because it's like this storyline and you get to know a character and there mm-hmm. there may be reoccurring characters. They may not be under the same name, but eventually after listening to these artists, you find that wow. there's this character that you can follow through each album and the progression of his life and the hardships and all that. So I find myself listening to country. Interesting. Um, Since I was in high school, maybe even earlier, I have been trying to understand what the fuck do people <laughs> like about country music. I had a phase. And... Did you really? Oh, yeah. I think we talked about it. You can't see him with a cowboy hat on. Oh, I mean... (laughs) From where I'm from. Yeah, no. Oh, my God. But I just didn't... It's a song I used to sing from where I'm from. The same reason that... (laughs) It's cornbread and chicken where I'm from. (laughs) (laughs) The same reason that I liked... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. The same same reason that I uh, grew to like progressive and more technical complex Mm. metal... That is exactly what I... I feel like that's the antithesis of what I see in country music. It's simple. It's the Mm -hmm. same kind of thing. It's just, you know, the same kind of sounds, the same four chords, uh, and and the same story over and over. But I've never... And and I've 
mm-hmm. tried to be open-minded about it. And, and you know, everybody was like, oh, I like everything but country. Country sucks. <laughs> but I, le- I legitimately, I was like, I, I mean, obviously I could tell you I would never say I like everything. I mm-hmm. fucking hate when people do that. Um, but, I, you know, there's a lot of different types of music that I wouldn't necessarily say that now, then, whenever, that I like or liked, but I could respect and I could appreciate and country just never, it just never clicked. It, it, it clicked that way for me. And I've asked people, and I, I don't know if they just listen to shitty country music <laughs> or if they don't know music in general well enough to be able to articulate it, but nobody's ever really put well, that I would urge it. you to sit down and not listen to radio country. Yeah. I mean, like that take, has been a, a take a an thing, album but, because I mean you'll get stuff like like you know Wagon Wheel where it's just the same thing over Florida and over Georgia and over. Line. You know what I mean? Or is that, like, is that Florida Georgia? No, that, that's that's no, Darius not. Rucker. But oh, like if right, you yeah. if you like dive, Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish, yes, it is Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. So is now yeah. well his name is actually Darius Rucker. He's gone. And he's like, his name's not Hootie. No, no. <laughs> so um so he's uh he's gone so the whole, the whole idea is like you know the second or third track on an album are the ones that really like you know tell a story and maybe this the song is you know six to ten minutes long so it doesn't get any radio play mm. um so you know mm. i would urge you to listen to that and the, and the question is like when you're going into music what are you going to listen to so like if i were in a mood to listen to a country song i'd be listening to the lyrics and the story and the message right. where if i was going to listen to like some sort of rock song like another band mm-hmm. i'm into now is called thank you scientist um they open for uh coheed they're actually playing this coming weekend in asbury park that's uh, what i just heard of them. yeah i knew i just yeah. and then, <laughs> thank you thank you scientist is completely about the music the instruments these great musicians that play i mean they have a guitar player um uh, a violin player mm. a sax player a trumpet player and and i get i guess they're like almost similar to that coheed stop i would actually say clo- like between somewhere between coheed and protest the hero wow. if you know those bands wow yeah and i know that's a wide stretch but when you that, hear no i know what you mean though i, 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 I can I, see, I see what you mean yeah I mean, where where they'll come in and they'll shred this line on guitar that's like Van Halen esque, like that. That's how good this guitar player is. But then the trumpet player will mirror exactly what he does on a trumpet, and like that is incredible. That's so so. You know, there's other times that I want to listen to that, but the times I want to listen to country, like I'm going into country not to like really get pumped up about the music. Like I'm 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 musical. I'm listening. I'm (laughs) listening to it for the the literary value of it. Um, if you, you know, the cinematic yeah. value, and I know that's hard to, like... No, this, no yeah, you're, yeah, you're hitting it. <laughs> and see, that's the same way how I had to learn that not everybody is going into their musical tastes, or not going to their music library looking for something that's going to tickle that, you know, musical part of their brain. Maybe they want that storytelling, that whatever it may be, there's a lot of different approaches and I used to have a very, uh, like, a, a superiority complex. I was like, dude, you listen to that shit? Like, this is fucking music, man. This is skill. Oh, this I is... still have one. I still have I mean, one. I still have two. I'm but a musical elitist really bad. I, I, I am too, absolutely. But well, I, 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 tr- I understand, and I, or I'm trying to understand, that that's not what everybody is into. Uh, yeah. And, and there's value other than what I value in music that other people can value. Yeah, well, that's, 
I, I struggle. But country still hasn't. It still hasn't. I, I struggle to write about music on on the website. Like I would love to. And if so you if you go uh, on there, if you go on to brochill.com, shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say that's your next article. <laughs> top, so, but, but my whole idea is, is because so many people like go and value music for different reasons. It's really hard for me to write about it. And of course, I can write about it from my perspective, but. I don't so feel like I don't feel it's going to like it's gonna, write about music. Yeah. And, it, and it's not going to gain the audience response that I necessarily want and it's it's a tough sub I, I mean it, it's, But you don't really need to, man. Yeah, I, I mean you, you you like I just said nobody has ever explained country music to me the way you have. And people have tried mm-hmm. and hearing you say that, I can now understand then what I wasn't understanding that people were trying to convey to yeah. me, I'm like, oh, that's what they were trying to say. And so now, if I go back and listen to something with what you said in mind, mm-hmm. I might be able, I might be able to crack through because even and there's something to something to the simplicity too that is attractive because you can just kind of sit back, enjoy, and well, sing that's along. Exactly very what I, was say. I used to hate. To. I yeah. used to hate elect, uh, electronic music when mm-hmm. I was in high school. I was like, this shit's fucking gay. Why would you? <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. what I thought, and and it wasn't until somebody opened it up my eyes. Hopefully, our future guest who will allude to his dad, he definitely <laughs> would open your eyes. Uh, yeah, he yeah. opened my eyes to it, and 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 let me see it from a different light. And that was that was my sophomore year in college. That was fucking what eight years ago. But I I, I think and now I'm, I'm still in love with electronic music. So you may have just started me down. Hey, we'll see what happens. A country, an old country road. A red dirt road. I'm going down. A red no, dirt road, son of a bitch. I would, I would urge you to. I would urge you to start. Hand. I would urge you to start somewhere that that wouldn't be full blown country. Like, yeah. Do you guys know? Like, point. do you know Nathaniel Ratliff? I don't know. Great artist. You, you need to I check know him out. Walker Jr. He's a uh, Walker Jr. Very honest country singer, really? that's for damn sure. He was on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. Okay. Was one of, huh. And he's like, he was, he, I forget where he's from, but he moved to Austin and mm-hmm. he was doing music and he had some slight success and then it kind of waned and he was ready to just say, fuck it, I'm done with this, mm-hmm. I gave yeah. it my best shot and whatever. And he just put out, because uh, according to him, I don't know. What the fuck do I know? But according to him, that country music has this very clean, wholesome image. Um, I mean, I'm, uh, obviously, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would assume that there's not there's more than one. Definitely, act. yeah. But no, I understand what you're saying. But yeah, yeah there's a, and he just put like his most famous song is um, eating pussy, pussy kicking, kicking ass, ass. <laughs> eating pussy <laughs> kicking, kicking ass. ass. And it's just very, it's very raw, it's very vulgar. But it was. It and was all real, of them are yeah, like that. yeah, uh, yeah. It was real and it was authentic. And he was just like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna do what I want to do because I want to do it." And he was saying how it was meant to be like his goodbye to Austin or his yeah. goodbye to country music or whatever it was. And that actually became what made him successful. And and it, it's almost a whole persona and character that he's taken on yeah. to, to do that. So you you really never know what value authenticity and subjectivity has. So, I, I mean, yeah, the fact that you've put it in that light, for me, personally, I would urge you to just write whatever the fuck you, you think, whatever, yeah. as subjective as it is. I, I think part of what I've had trouble with in writing music in general 
music or lyrics is having that authenticity and trying to appeal to the masses mm-hmm. instead of just creating something authentically. Yeah. And, I mean, when I was in my college band, I, I, I kind of found a sweet spot mm-hmm. where I was doing well. But just having matured as a person in the last how many years, I can see how, like, what I was trying to do with those mm-hmm. lyrics. And it's not that they were inauthentic, yeah. but I was trying to hit certain marks. I was trying to emulate certain people. Yeah. What, what do the, uh, the art snobs say? It's very derivative. It's very derivative. It's not, it's very derivative. See, I would, I would urge you to write the lyrics first. Just write a ton. A ton. Of, just, like, keep writing, like, anything, any, anything lyrically down in Notebook. And then when you're playing guitar or drums or whatever, you're going to be thinking back to like what you've already written. And then mm-hmm. you like, if you come up with a riff on the guitar, then you, you just plug the two together. And that musical style uh, rush the band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, that's how they worked. Neil would go off into a room and write lyrics for days. Right? And Alex and Getty would go into a room and write music for days. And then they would, you know... So Neil would come back. He's like, "Here, I got, I got these lyrics," and they'd be like, "Okay, we got this song. I think this is gonna work with this." And they put the two together, and then Neil would take it and he would play drums on top of it. So they built it in these parts, but they actually worked separately and then came together. And what Neil would do is he would play as much as he could. He would yeah, throw in yeah. everything onto oh, a song, yeah. and then what he would do is listen to it and he'd cut back. And he'd cut back. So he'd start by throwing everything in and then slowly okay. taking it out, which is a completely different process of writing that I would ever expect anyone to utilize. Yeah. But it was quite interesting in the in the methodology that they used. And I would say I enjoy the product. Some people think it's too busy, but I no, I, like I love Rush. And I that, respect them for what they did to the game, dude. Like they are definitely they definitely are one of the And if you don't know Rush, you don't know Neil Perk, go Google. Yeah, you're missing. You're well, missing. Not something. right now. When this is done. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's something about how just how progressive they were for their time. And again, there's the word again, progressive. Mm-hmm. Like they def. I, I would consider them one of the fathers of progressive rock. Like oh, they. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Neil Peart alone. It just. And I, I've always had like a thing with Neil Peart because it's like, bro, why do you need all those drums? Why do you need all those symbols? But then he utilizes every goddamn one of them. It makes me look like an idiot. It makes some beautiful yeah, fucking. That's sound. why I actually enjoyed Snakes and Arrows because okay. there's that, there's there's that there's one song I forget what it is, but um, it's literally just a jam session between the three of them, and Getty's playing these ripping bass lines, and mm. Neil's playing on his this literally like a four a four piece set. And to hear what he can do with those, like that small amount of drums was pretty cool. See, and, I've never had that yeah. experience. I've never seen Neil Peart simplify his drum set into something big, small. Because he's, he's known for the giant... It's like, like a 30 piece set. Yeah, dude. DW built a custom set every there tour. You go. So there was a different there custom go. set We're every tour. We're talking three racks, mm-hmm. like cymbals all the way around. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. what would it be, 180 degrees? Rototoms. Yeah. Maybe yeah. more. I've yeah. seen pictures. Of Actually, well, the yeah, back end is a, the more, back yeah. an electric kit. Oh yeah, that's a good point. The kit so spins around him, around and yeah. the kit actually moved around him during his drum solo. It's fucking yeah, wild, dude. So then he would so like he would lift up his feet. The kit would spin around, and so it would like bring him like so he would progress into the electronic set, yep. and then he would actually have triggers. So like what triggers are is they they're attached to like a symbol 
or to a drum, and when you hit them, they trigger a sound. So kind of going into the electronic music thing. There you go. And each different tour, he would do a different style of music with his drum solo. So he would he would like trigger jazz music, but he be actually like would cue what would play by hitting a certain symbol, and then he would play like a jazz solo on That's top crazy. of it. It's like if you guys That's actually saw, you remember I posted that video from when we went to Guitar Center that one time. Uh, yeah, I was playing yeah. on that electric set. And, that was and fun. Was just, that was fun. I, I mean, it, it, not to fucking even anywhere imply that I'm comparing myself to Neil Peart, <laughs> <laughs> but to to get the concept, you just it, it uh, you know, it was one of those rolling sets. Yeah, those, yeah. those real nice electric yeah, sets. Really and nice rolling. You set it to one of those things that that's got it's like Bing Bing Bing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, one of the symbols or something. That, you know, you just play around and yeah. you, you, next thing you're making a track, yeah. or like an EDM <laughs> track. You know, yeah. and you don't even realize you're fucking doing it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know I'm not a big electronic music fan, but I can appreciate what they do just from playing, you know, electronic drum sets or right. even just playing drums in general. Because like, like the job of a drummer isn't written in stone as far as like mm-hmm. being written in music. Like even mm-hmm. when you got a piece of music to play in jazz band, mm-hmm. like the whole idea is like this is the starting point, mm-hmm. right? This is the outline of what you're supposed to do. Like a, so. But then you like built on that. So like electronic music with like how the song builds and like the different Absolutely. parts of the and song oh, and the yeah. song structure. And then just like, you know, knowing the right time to bring something in or fade something out. Yep. There's Absolutely. a lot to yeah. be said in that. And I, I and, definitely and can appreciate it. And the same way with what you were saying about not listening to Radio Country, the same thing. If you listen to popular electronic music, it's just going to be that very simple shit where they got an intro. You know, it's gonna, and then it's yeah. just dropping. But the techno, the tech house, uh, stuff like that that I'm talking about, you have just a, you know, just a, a kick and a hi hat, just, and it's boots. slowly. Pants and boots and boots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's slowly, it'll slowly add like a, like a, I don't know, some kind of percussive tin sound. Yeah, just something. Yeah. And th- and that's what I meant before when I was saying there's n- absolutely no melody, but there's a perceived melody based on the percussive elements that are used. And, oh, man, some of the things these people do. And because because it's not uh, just a drum set, it's not, it's not completely organic sounds, and you have the liberty to go in and, and tweak it electronically... The possibilities are endless, and the some of the shit you hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these guys will wait until the live sets to throw out like the crazy shit, and or or, or, or the combination of this track fading into that track, or whatever the case may be. The, the the possibilities are just so crazy that to to the untrained ear it just sounds like boots and pants yeah, yeah. boots and pants yeah. and boots and pants but when you I, I like to use the term let it breathe especially with progressive music whether it's rock or uh, electronic you gotta let it breathe let it mm-hmm. do its thing yeah. it's not you know, you it's know, a I bigger hate... picture as we always say probably every episode <laughs> end up saying even that. before I was into electronic music you'd, you'd listen to some progressive shit and or, or not even that even before that just uh, instrumental shit and people would be like, oh, it doesn't have lyrics? I don't like this stuff. It's like, dude, Yo, just fucking... Just, just give it... Just listen. It's fucking cool. I swear to you. I promise you. I know what you listen to. I know you will like this. Just fucking trust me. Yeah. 
No, I, I think I think people don't know. They, they never did. I don't think nope. people realize. <laughs> I don't think people realize to take music by emotion, mm-hmm. and they actually do it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, from the aspect of like, like, say you walked into like Hollister, for example, and they're playing a certain type of music. The, the music isn't there for you to listen to. No, it's, it's to not. convey an emotion that gives you, like, like oh, I want to be this suave guy walking down the well, street, yeah. like, looking good. Absolutely. like And that's what the music's trying to convey, so it will convey you to buy a product. Or, like, you're in... Um, you know, you're in a, in a supermarket, which is a stressful environment. So they'll play like some sort of like relaxing, sort of like elevator kind of music. Well, to... in an even more organic way. So be yeah. mindful of that yeah. shit next time you're out and about. <laughs> yeah. too. yeah, definitely think think about that. But uh, it's uh, again, sorry to cut you off, but no. even in a more organic way, what I realized because uh, I grew up, like I said, I, I was going to shows. Uh, like basement shows and stuff yep, since yep. I was 14, 15 years old. Sure. Um, and it was, I was, I don't know, 18, 19, somewhere yep. around there when I went to my first electronic uh, event. Oh, you were that young. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, it was, I, I didn't realize you were that young. I wasn't really into, into it like that. Mm-hmm. But, but you're willing to, to give some, it a shot at yeah, least. Yeah. yeah. That and, says a lot right um, there. I mean, there was other factors but uh, <laughs> we've all been down that road together but, uh, so that's fine but it, it's like people wonder why I love the music that I uh, the electronic music they, they, they don't get it they, it's no. like it just all sounds the same. but it's like when you go and you're in that environment yeah. you're with 10,000 people and it feels as intimate as watching a movie with a girlfriend or whatever yeah. but it's 10,000 people and it's this the, the magnitude is it's a 10-story structure that's got all these lights and the, and the everything. Just watching the videos of it, dude, is and like And that is not even, that is not even an iota of right? what the experience really right? is. And then, not only is it, does that happen, but then you come back to real life and you're just doing your homework, if you're in school, you're it's at the work. It's the worst you're feeling the, ever. You're, no, you're not even. I'm, no, go ahead. But, go ahead. You, you know, you're on your commute to work and you're stuck in traffic and you hear the same song that you heard last summer. Okay, mm-hmm. It becomes the soundtrack yeah. to your greatest memories. Yeah, that's true. Well, that, and it's that's just a really like, good point. That's it just true. brings you right back and you're that's just like, oh. And the people watching you who were I'm just like, fuck oh, yeah! There's probably... No idea. There's probably so many songs that the three of us specifically hear at our own times. And (laughs) (laughs) we probably hear some songs in the car and just like (laughs) The Office or like (laughs) (laughs) Alpert or, you know, some shit like, you know what I mean? Like there's probably some really random songs that we hear and think of each other and don't even realize it because it elicits an emotion. Yeah, but that's the whole idea is that people don't like when they're going into listening to music, like they're not valuing More age 34. <laughs> they're, not, they're, not, they're not valuing the idea that music is conveying emotion like they're trying to judge the music based off of like solely how it sounds and like oh well you know I don't I don't like the message that it's giving well it's not really about the message it's mm-hmm. like what emotion it's giving to you and like you you subconsciously are like get, getting an emotion from songs every every single day every single place you go whether you realize it or not um, you know, that's what music does. And I think that like kind of is, is what the wall is for some people appreciating electronic music is or it, art in general. Yeah. Just is, is music art in general. They is they're trying to judge it. it 
not like they're trying to judge it like if they were to you know like what does this do like for comparing me? like apples yeah, and yeah. oranges like 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 I don't I guess that's not the right word for it they're trying to to judge it like by its you know like they're grading something well that's yeah. what I was gonna ask you so is there an objective better music than not as good music objectively speaking because we've had this conversation about yeah. art I, I, in general I, I, there's before. not there's nothing that's I, 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 there's some really bad music that I really like. <laughs> and, okay, okay, alright. So I don't think, I don't think you, and, and by, by calling it bad music is that, like, I guess I'm doing a disservice to it, because if I like right. it, then is it bad? You know, that's I, I, I guess, right. I guess right. I'm gonna that's answer your conundrum. question with another question. Well, see, that's but, the conundrum right there. Not bad or good, but better or worse. That, and yeah, I that's think that's an important distinction. Yeah. Because, again, across all arts... And, arts, and, yeah. Uh, there are certain standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the best way to put it is to think about uh, either TV or movies or books. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't compare Shakespeare to Twilight and, and objectively say... Mm-hmm. That there's, they're equal, or there there's not one that's better than the other. But you can enjoy you Twilight can enjoy it. You can enjoy than, Twilight, right. Wim, but as a, a, from an objective standpoint, what is a, a, a and I mean again, I don't know where that sentence ends. Even yeah. I don't know how to articulate that. Yeah. But there's certain factors of what makes art art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and this po- there's this whole postmodern movement that is fighting against that, which is really interesting to challenge. What is art? You know, there's a meme that goes around uh, that uh, it's some museum or something where somebody dropped the glove and, every, mm, uh, and, yeah. and it's in a museum and everybody's like walking around it thinking it's beautiful. It's, an it's beautiful, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, it's like, what's that show? Uh, uh, yeah, probably him. Yeah. Like, you're sitting like, on the art. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta stop sitting on the art. It's like, so, well, honey, you're sitting on an $80,000 piece of art. But that leads me to a question like, piece what's, of fart. What, what's, your guilty, what's your guilty pleasure artist? Like, you know, everyone has that, like, oh, like I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example right here. Like, oh, man. I actually enjoy listening to Justin Bieber. And yes, I just admitted that. I actually wow. do. Because Dude, me and Akon, did you, uh, anybody, well, I won't, uh, let me not say names. But me and Akon and one of our friends from sophomore year, I had no idea who this was. This is before the whole blow up of Justin Bieber. Yeah. I heard this song. I had no idea who it was by. And it just goes, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I thought it was some chick just singing a pop song. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good pop. I mean, as far as pop goes, it's pretty good. And, and then, uh, yeah, the person was like, nah, this is some kid. And I was almost, I, I was. Just at the, whether it was the age of the maturity level mm-hmm. or the, the artistic maturity, whatever it was, I was just about to get on that bag, band, just about to get on that bandwagon. I'm like, oh, fuck Bieber, this fucking faggot. And I was like, dude, he's just, a, he's just a musician? He's a pop star? That's what pop stars do? I, I, I it's do catchy. En- it's I do funny. enjoy it. Like, I, I like, actually I, enjoy it. And, like, you know, many, pe- many people would say, like, there's no there's no merit in that music. Like, there's not, like, there's not a lot to the it. Musical, and, theoretical but I, 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 I don't disagree it. with. There, <laughs> so. there may not be much merit to it. But, but uh, as you were making the point with country music, that's not always what you're necessarily looking for in music. 
Yeah, like if it came on the radio, I'd probably leave it on. Yeah. I mean, like that's yeah. what it comes down There's to. Uh, one yeah. song he has, uh, Beauty and the Beat, yeah. that's produced by Zed, who's now like a popular mm. okay. electronic mm-hmm. artist. Uh, and he's, he does like, I guess you would call I, I call it like pop house. They, they call it like progressive. I don't fucking know. But he used to play like electro house, very glitchy mm-hmm. yeah. type of uh, like... Uh, Pre-Skrillex. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. Not yeah, quite as yeah. heavy, yeah. but that very glitchy type of, you know, stop and start kind of kind of thing. A lot of different flavors, different flavors, different sounds uh, that don't seem like they go together. And, and he, he produced that song, and you can hear it in that song, and it's a fucking good song. I don't give yeah. a shit who it is. I don't give a shit who the fan base is, whether they're tween girls or whatever. So... I'd like to take the conversation just because just some stuff that you guys talked about in the past. Um, this has nothing to do with music, if you, if you don't mind. If it, Please. I'm interested by your your take on religion. I would like you to explain that. And, and thickens. I, 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 you know, taking it a little bit more, you know, I, I don't know if you would say serious direction, but um, I would say that, that my ideas are, are, are evolving. Okay. Um, and I'd like to get your standpoint on certain things because you, you, I mean, you, you post some funny memes and blog posts <laughs> and different things, and, and, and I, I, I enjoy them. I, I definitely do. Um, I'll start off by saying, um, I'm unsure where my stance is. Okay. Um, hey, that's and uh, but I, I think there is some some value in different things. Um, but I, I want I want you to go first, and then I'll elaborate on like where my thoughts kind of came from when, when you guys have touched on that in the past. If, if that's okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Uh, I was brought up Catholic, so that's red flag number one. <laughs> yep. Uh, very strict. Uh, a, a very strict religion, fraught with guilt. You're born with sin. You sinner. You fucking um, heathen. And uh, it caused me a lot of mental trauma growing up. And um, it was actually uh, I was in the Catholic Church until about middle school, and then just some personal thing happened between the, the, the father and my mother, not my mother and father, like mm-hmm. priest. Yeah, the priest. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. And uh, they, uh, they just wanted to, my parents just wanted to switch churches and we started going to... I didn't know to... that part of it. Yeah, you did. I did not know that part of it. That's the youth band part. with the drums oh, and the violin. Part. Okay, yeah. You knew okay. that part. Okay, I did know that. Go back and listen to, I think that's episode two. That's an early or one. Or like the yeah, first full episode. That's an early one. If you want to hear that story. But... Yeah, um, why are we atheists or something yeah, like that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we had gone to, uh, this is about eighth grade, we'd gone to a Protestant uh, Methodist church, which is a little bit more laid back, and um, I got, I, I was into it. I yeah. actually uh, found my first serious girlfriend there at that church. We were into it together, and um, I was I was a full believer uh, there was nothing, uh, I mean, in, when it came to the Bible itself and uh, biblical stories, I had a lot of questions, but because it was a, uh, a, re- a very relaxed sect of Christianity, you were allowed to have those doubts, and we were allowed mm-hmm. to say, oh, well, that's just a metaphor, and this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
it, it, it worked for me. And the whole, uh, the, the whole comfort that comes with believing that there's a sky daddy looking over you and all your loved ones who've died are going to a special place and you'll meet them again and mm. all, all that stuff. It, it, uh, it worked for me. I didn't have a great, uh, I didn't have great family relations growing up and mm -hmm. that was, it, it was definitely, it served a purpose. Um, and I went into college, uh, my uh, freshman year. I remember being, I remember that was still in the days of AIM of, uh, for, for those of you, who, there's probably those of you listening yeah. who don't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah. AOL instant messenger when I would have Bible verses in yep. my away message. John 316, bro. I was, no, that was, that's, that was very Catholic. Fuck that shit. I was, yeah, I, I was, was very, I was very Catholic, was, so fuck was, that shit. Uh, <laughs> um, and I was, yeah, I was all about it. But just being in college, mm -hmm. uh, not being forced to go to church, I had my beliefs, but because they weren't constantly slammed down my throat and, mm -hmm. and uh, reinforced, along with, uh, I was a psychology major, I was taking um, philosophy courses, shout out to Dr. Feldman, uh, one of my most eye-opening teachers, mm -hmm. uh, professors that I had at Ryder. He was, uh, I took a bunch of philosophy courses uh, with him. And so basically the combination of learning about how the brain works and, you know, these spiritual feelings and experiences that I had could be explained by the brain. And at the same time, learning about how people from all different civilizations and belief systems and all this stuff have been experiencing the same types of things, asking the same types of questions, having the same types of doubts. I began to realize that there, what I believed in was a convenience. Mm -hmm. And um, Car uh, Cartesian, the Cartesian philosophy was, was really what was the, 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 the breaking point. There had been other things, but, uh, you know, De uh, Rene Descartes was the guy, mm -hmm. I think, therefore I am. Yeah. Um, and he's a reductionist, and basically he said, what if everything I think I know is is uh, a, an illusion that there's some evil uh, spirit or devil or whatever it is, you know, he wrote in Latin, so whatever the fuck you want to call it, is, is deceiving me. There's an evil deceiver, mm -hmm. and you guys aren't here. You're just figments of my imagination. My body is a figment of my imagination. And he, brought, he, he, he was like, in order to believe anything, I have to disbelieve everything I know mm -hmm. and, and, and start from scratch. And one thing he came, uh, the one thing he was able to firmly say was that if I'm, if I'm having these thoughts, if this is happening, mm -hmm. there is someone or something here having that thought that I can be sure of. There can't be nobody if this thought's happening. Mm -hmm. So I think therefore I am. And so that along with a, a, a myriad of different uh, philosophies and philosophers, you know, one-liners along with their whole philosophies, a lot of stuff just made me realize that, um, that, that God and religion weren't necessary to explain the story of my experiences. I, I, I had been and remain a very spiritual person. Okay. Um, and I've become an empiricist, and I don't. Uh, our, our motto for for uh, Aureli is believe nothing, 
except that anything is possible. So I love that intro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and 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 I mean, it, it comes down to anything, man. You, you tell me that that I had a whole up. episode on Squatch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, have, have you seen, West, have you seen Westworld, dude? <laughs> I'm not. I'm, Angry Elf is a huge fan. Uh, dude, it's on incredible. He, yeah. he writes. He writes the reviews, and um, I was actually uh, counting down the days until uh, Westworld finished because I was sick of posting his articles about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, but it's I mean, it questions. It, 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 it makes you question yeah. reality, and it's like, what if I'm in? Somebody's a universe within a universe something. within a universe. I really gotta watch. And, I really and, gotta watch. And yeah, you do. The, the point is, then you know, as you get deeper down that rabbit hole, mm-hmm. you uncover people like who are uh, are called the new atheists. People like Richard Dawkins, mm-hmm. Sam Harris, yeah. Lawrence Krauss, those kind of guys who actively take on these things, and they're like, "Look, we're not saying that your experiences are fake. Yep, we're just saying." That it doesn't necessarily have to be God. Yep. And on top of the fact that it doesn't have to be God, if you insist that it is God, mm-hmm. bad things will always happen. Mm-hmm. And 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 so that's that's basically where I stand. That I I have many spiritual experiences, um, maybe not day to day, but regularly. Yep. And I don't know what they are. I don't know where they come from. Mm-hmm. Consciousness is a big thing. Uh, I, I think you know the, the idea of where memories are stored and, and mm-hmm. what makes a what makes me me and you you and how can I say I think therefore I am yeah. but I can't say that you're a real per- you could be a figure in my mind all that stuff but I'm comfortable with the humility of just saying I don't know yeah. I, I'm, I'm open to answers if you've got proof. <laughs> throw it my way, man. So, I would love so to have the answer. you want to throw anything in before I no, get No, go, okay. go ahead. You're so, the so from where my experience was from is that I was also brought up Catholic. Yeah, me um, too, for the rest. And, uh, you know, once I once I hit, you know, say around the high school age, um, I kind of became disenfranchised with the Catholic Church from the aspect of that's right around the time that they actually changed a lot of the the mass ceremony yeah. Yeah. and like what was said and mm-hmm. like so they spent you know a couple million dollars to create new literature to change yep. two words mm-hmm. and one of the prayers that was said mm-hmm. and and it didn't really change the meaning of it so you know that's where I, I kind of like felt disconnected like oh this is an organization a hundred percent for money like across the board oh hell that's hell. what the Catholic Church. You know, is Unfortunately, yeah. and and you know, so they they spent all this money, and then they were calling on the parishioners to, well, you know, we got to get new literature and new books and all that. So if you could donate more money, off of what you already are. So, um, oh yeah, and, I didn't get to the money part until way later. Yeah, it was all well. That was that's that's me. where I that's that's where I started with it, and you know, I kind of went away from it um, until more recently. Um, so my fiance is is Lutheran. Uh, so we started going to a, a Lutheran church, which is is a little, you know, less, you know, by the book than yeah. like than a Catholic At least church. He was a rebel. There, shit. <laughs> there's, you know, there's, there's more, there's more room. Shout the, out Martin Luther. There's more, more room of the discussion of these things, and and like I said, I don't know. I, you know, I would honestly like to say that that I'm hopeful. Um, but realistically, do I believe that there there's anything out there? Probably not, but I, I'm, I'm hopeful that there is. Mm. Now, that being said, mm. do you identify as an atheist? 
I do not, no. You, uh, my friend, mm-hmm. are an atheist. Do you know what atheist actually means? Give right? me give me what give me the, the definition. Theist mm-hmm. me uh, if you're a theist, mm-hmm. it means you hold a belief in a god mm-hmm. or gods. Yeah. If you are an a theist, mm-hmm. it simply means you do not hold any beliefs in any mm-hmm. God or gods. Okay. It does not mean necessarily. There are yeah. many, and a, and a lot of the these type of atheists are what tend to to fall into the category of the militant atheists mm-hmm. that that proclaim that they know there is no God. Yeah. And I mean, I'm I would bet a large fucking sum of money. That there is certainly not the Judeo-Christian God. Mm-hmm. But we don't know. But I don't know. Sure. But I don't hold any beliefs. I have no beliefs in a God. Do you hold any hope? I, um... That's a good question. I would have to think there's about that. I w- I, there's definitely days where... Uh, I remember recently there's one day where I just woke up. Mm-hmm. I'm just feeling out of whack. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, it, it was like, you know, near the beginning we were doing the podcast and stuff, so I didn't have a lot of direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was before I was working with my dad on Safe and Gentle, safeandgentletattoomovable.com. Hey, yo! And I just woke up, and I remember, I think it was uh, one of the new atheists, they were like, look, we are, this is, it, it, it's very obvious, nothing can replace uh, uh, that that comfort that mm-hmm. comes yeah. with believing that there is, you know, the the that omnipotent being looking over you, and that realization in this is is something that can't be replaced. In the same way that when you're a kid and you believe in Santa, mm-hmm. once you learn that there's no Santa. There really is no getting that magic. Spoiler alert, man! All the kids listening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Shit. But and and it's the same way with religion. There there is no getting that back. Yeah. Um, so hopeful. I, I mean, I would. I, if I had to give a yes or no answer, I'd say yeah. I I hope there is a god. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not the the god of the Bible because he's a fucking asshole and mm-hmm. shit. But. I, I try to live. All I know is the, the the worldly life and and the the subjective experiences that I have. And, yep. and I do my best to act and live with pure intentions and to uh, do what I can to to maximize well being of sentient beings and minimize suffering of sentient beings. Mm-hmm. So I'm hopeful in the sense that if there is a God, yeah. that that would be, whether or not you believe, that that would be enough to fill in the blank, go to heaven, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. whatever, 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 whatever the belief whatever is. Whatever it is. So, um, but I'm okay not uh, uh, saying that I do or don't believe in that. Um, but since I don't have any of those beliefs... Mm-hmm. I'm an atheist. Now, when it comes to anti-theism, mm-hmm. that has to do with what I said before. Where there is no, uh, the, the, there's no benign beliefs. You cannot have beliefs that don't affect your behavior. And what most moderate theists, whether it be Muslims, Christians, Jewish, Scientologists, whatever, they don't understand that because they're good people, and often their religion and their beliefs lead them to moral, uh, legitimately moral behavior and a moral lifestyle, mm-hmm. they don't see that that same idea of 
faith mm-hmm. can be corrupting, and and faith yeah. is a dangerous thing in my eyes. And, and and once you accept that, it's okay to accept a claim that has no mm-hmm. evidence. Yeah. Then you cannot go back on that and say, well, your claim, uh, mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia, that you're cutting off little girls' clitorises at the age of seven and then marrying them off to 40-year-old dudes and or, 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 or the 40-year-old dude just fucking rapes her and she's got to get married to him or it's to be stoned to death. If that's your belief... I don't buy that that is okay. There has to be something... Whatever it is, I don't claim to know. Yeah. But there has to be something that says, that's not okay. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I think church, well, religion, not, not just church, can be destructive in, in, in a way. But the, so, so recently the Lutheran churches, as I was talking before, kind of um, replenished my, my whole idea of the church as an organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And from, from an aspect of... Um, what it provides to the community, and this is probably where where we differ a little bit because, um, for for a kid, it you know there's certain certain values of being a good person that it instills, and not that they, those can't be instilled in a different way, but they're you know it gives them one you know with youth groups and you know if a church does concerts and community service it gives them something to do something to participate in but then more so on the adult level i I feel like there's something lost upon a lot of people once they graduate high school because you had Mm -hmm. all these great activities that you could participate in and do this and do that and the church as an organization is one of the only organizations out there that is providing you opportunities to Maybe playing a band that you wouldn't be able to play in normally, you know, by playing either during the ceremony or playing one of their shows or one of their festivals or anything like that. Or, um, you know, it gives you an opportunity in the community to do work directly with a charitable cause Mm -hmm. that you may not have the avenue to find elsewhere or the time to find elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So it gives you that opportunity. Um, And then what I really like about this Lutheran church is that that when the ceremony is done, I I remember Catholic church like, okay, we're going to do the ceremony and we're all waiting until the last minute and counting Mm -hmm. down to like, oh, the the priest says his blessing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And and everyone walks out and gets in their car and is like fighting on the way of the parking lot and get out first. (laughs) Um, Where this, this Lutheran church is great because they, you know, they provide refreshments and people like are around and they talk about work and they Mm -hmm. talk about life and, and, and the whole like context of, of God may or may not be there at the end. Like we're all just there being personable to each other. And that's what I really liked because like that, it was that whole idea of when I was at school, that's kind of what I had. So it brings more right. of the school aspect back into my life than the religion aspect. And I think that can, provides a certain community service. And I don't think that the lessons that they're teaching are completely bad. Now, I'm in there as as an objective listener mm-hmm. where I can listen to things. And, 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 you know, even while I'm there, I, I kind of take the message. But I think the real value comes when you have a pastor that can take one of the readings from the Bible or wherever they get it from mm-hmm. and they can interpret that to a modern environment. So they're taking that and they're applying it to everyday scenarios. And right? I, com- I completely, I, we, I don't want to cut you off. Oh, uh, let me, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, almost yeah, done. No, no, no. So, so they're taking that and they're applying it to everyday scenarios where the, the point isn't that 
you know, Peter, Abraham, Jesus did this. It's that this is what we need to do. And not of service of God and the fact of being a good person. That's what this pastor does great. It's all about, okay. Humanity, kind of. Humanity. Yeah, much more so than believing anything. Like, and that's what I, that's how I kind of value it is this, it, it could be, you know, they could be reading to me um, Mark Twain. Mm-hmm. But if they analyze the message, like it's a, fi- even if it's a fiction book, they're, those people are, are philosophers in their own right, and exactly. it's just a forum for I them to speak. And I really like this pastor and how they interpret the message. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like. I don't care if anything in that book is true or not. I just think that this person is you know, drastically interesting, and I may agree or disagree with what's said, but I at least want to hear them talk. I, and mm-hmm. I... Interesting. No, I'm just listening. Interesting. <laughs> and I, I totally, especially, I mean, obviously having been brought up first in the Catholic Church and then in a Protestant uh, church, which is very, very much like what you're talking about, I can appreciate that. And and um, it, it's it's a shame that there's not more uh, things like that in, a, in, a, in mm. the secular world. And the I think part of the reason that happens is because the church or the or religion in general seems to be the only game in town right now that's offering that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But that being said, that doesn't. Again, that doesn't. It, 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 it's a very fundamental thing that it's all based on believing something mm-hmm. that is not ver- either true or verifiable. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be, and you can do all that. What you're talking about is yeah. humanism, yeah. and I think a lot, especially in Christianity, I think there's a lot of people like you uh, that are what I would call secular humanists. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because that whole uh, that whole arena is is just now coming to the forefront and just now coming to the mainstream, yeah. the language. When people have these spiritual experiences, when people uh, gather in in these communities and these parishes, the language and the structure and everything it's painted automatically on a religious mm-hmm. background. Okay, and 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 the fundamental idea of faith and how harmful faith can be is overlooked because, as, and I don't know. If, um, he might be parrying somebody else, but to, to, I heard it from Jason Silva. Empathy rarely extends beyond our uh, uh, our, our line of sight, mm-hmm. and a lot of people think because they are good Christians and they're good people, they're mo- the legitimately moral people, and their parish is a legitimately moral gathering of people. All that stuff that you talked about, that ultimately. It's still connected to ISIS beheading, stoning people. It, it's it it cannot be detached because it's all based on faith. And the mm-hmm. thing is, we can have those humanist things, those things caring about people, yep. uh, connecting with other people. All those things do not rely on belief and faith and the suspension of reason. And and the problem is when you do it when when you become a moderate. Like uh, like it sounds like the people uh, in in your church are, even though they're all probably great people doing great things, 
they're perpetuating the acceptance of faith. And when, when that happens, then you have no argument against the, the uh, you know, Islamic fundamentalists, even, even Scientologists, even Mormons, who are people who are doing things that are causing suffering to people because, you know, the, the, the whole uh, homosexual, transgender clusterfuck for lack of a better word, <laughs> that's a whole, that's religious. Homosexuality is a completely natural thing, happens in all other, uh, not all other, many other species. The only idea that there is morality attached to that is a purely religious idea. Mm-hmm. And And so even though your beliefs and the people around you, their beliefs lead them to do good things, the fact that they are believing something on insufficient evidence yeah. is 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 supporting a mindset that is is um, is abused. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, it's a, it's abused by people, and and it's not just a few people. It's not like there's a few small cults here and there, right in America. Like I said, Scientology. Have you seen Going Clear? I have not. No. Oh. Go fucking watch Going oh, Clear. Oh man, Scientology is. Fucking crazy! And now there's a new series. I get that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't need to watch the movie for that. (laughs) But then you ask yourself, why is that so much more crazy than what? Yeah. But but uh, there and and there's now a a series on on A and E with uh, Leah Ramini, the 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 chick from who was the wife of King of Queens. She used to be a Scientologist, like right up there. Yeah, that's just wild. And she she left the church, and now it's a whole fucking like her whole life. They're like on a vendetta for this chick, dude. And and uh, you know that's that's small potatoes compared to what's going on in the Islamic world. And uh, again, it's. There is, there just is no argument mm-hmm. because if you read the Quran, you read the Hadith, and you believe in it, mm-hmm. then cutting off little girls' clitorises, clitorises, clitoris, clitoris, whatever it is, doing that, all that shit, beheading people, cl- stoning people. <laughs> Thank you. Stoning people for for apostasy, for leaving the faith, for adultery, for 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 not wearing a hijab or a burqa or whatever, these things are based on faith, and you yeah. they believe it, and they really do believe it. And That's you can't what, so, you can't tell them sorry. you can't tell them that they're not uh, do or that they are doing something wrong because when when you are the reason they're doing something wrong is that we know about neurology and you're causing people pain and mm-hmm. it's not good evolutionarily for the betterment of society and the the the, the uh, perpetuation of, of our genes all, but all, all those things but they have the faith card that over exactly over- exactly and, and dude, there is the there, there just is no excuse for that and and unfortunately I wish there were that that's kind of the as i understand it and i uh, stop me if i if i'm misrepresenting your beliefs kind of over um that's hey i'm just listening bro you haven't said anything i disagree with yet (laughs) but i think that not only us being atheists but Mm anti-theists is is predicated on the the belief 
we hate saying that word, but mm-hmm. the, the belief that if we were to get rid of the dogma, get rid of the su- the superstition, that people would see, we should just be doing this anyway. We should be gathering and talking to each other and 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 donating to causes and 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 all and and. It, exploring our spirituality and all of these things without having to deny the fact that the Big Bang happened, that yeah. evolution is real, that climate change is happening. All but I, the- I, 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 think, I think even the, the church is sort of realizing that too. Is that, is, I mean, they have lost, in all sects of religion, have, have lost Absolutely. people going. I mean, the, Absolutely. The, so, I mean, they're adapting in the way where, you know, you see certain religions becoming more open to homosexuality. Right. You see certain religions becoming, you know, more open to science. And I think but that's going to be a political agenda too. Man. Well, of course, of course, it's a political it's because, agenda. It's but I the, think the evidence, the empirical, the empirical evidence that homosexuality is not yeah. a, a sin, or the empirical evidence that the Big Bang happened, or any of those things, it, it, it's it's so blaring. Yeah. In the old uh, in the old days when people couldn't read, they yeah. weren't scientifically literate. They they just had to go and listen to what the priest said, and and there was no higher authority. There was no way to challenge it. There was no internet to go Google shit. But now that stuff is changing. I, exactly. I, I think you're going to see an eventual adaptation in the church itself, or or some section of the church. Where how would you feel about this? Say a church taught you know. Uh, religion as you know we we don't know what what is like this is this is what is there and like this is what we would like to believe but take it take it for face value for what you want to judge it as I love it would you i mean yeah, would, would, I you, would, would you would you mind yeah. a religious teaching like that and well, would you still I call would you still re- i wouldn't call it religion what of religion mm-hmm. and, i mean and I, I this isn't written down anywhere that yeah. i know of but there that that Faith and superstition mm-hmm. are the two blockades. I would love if we could have the sec- uh, uh, what what you're talking about in the way that I would like for it to be explored, mm-hmm. you know, in school yeah. as as a mandatory thing that we look at the past of Christianity and and Islam and and Mayans and and uh, Greek philosophy and all those things and and we look at it all and put it into what ought we to do because that's often an argument from theists that you science can tell you the why but it can't tell you the ought and to just explore what should we do and why we should do this because yeah and 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 that that's just moral philosophy that's just saying uh, uh that this is better for people on or, or better for humanity or better for life or better whatever fill in the blank it's better this way uh, there's a book by Sam Harris called The Moral Landscape mm-hmm. uh, in which he says if evil means anything in any context, mm-hmm. then the worst possible suffering for all sentient beings has to be evil. If it means anything, it has to be evil. So less suffering than that, and, uh, which is to say more well-being than that, has to be more moral. And so it escapes the the moral absolutism 
yeah. that, that that atheists uh, are are pegged will uh, that saying well if there is no absolute right and wrong then why don't you go kill your fucking neighbor well because if everyone ran around killing their neighbors then we wouldn't have humanity it's simple reason and logic we yeah. don't need a god we don't need anything superstitious we don't any, need anything outside of the process of science to get but us I would argue that back to what I was saying before is like a church that would teach based off of we don't know if this is real or not but we can pull lessons from it anyway I would say that still is a religion because you I mean you're you're gonna have a faith by going to that you're gonna have an organized faith a faith in mm -hmm. humanity a faith in um, you know the free thought of ideas the faith in you know the the hopefulness of man which I think is a good thing that there may mm -hmm. be more than us but we're right. we're here we're here not to worship that thing that is more than us we're here to worship the idea of a community and I think that's still religion because it is organized and you have faith in something. I mean, I'll, I'll accept that. I, I mean, I, I think we're just, you know, arguing semantics at this yeah, point. Yeah, probably. Um, and and that would be fine. Yeah, that would be fine. But I, I just, it, I am a slave to science. Yeah. And, and, and that's often misinterpreted by theists as being a slave to scientists. Yeah. Or being a slave to a scientific theory. What the what uh, what I'm really saying is the idea that an uh, a claim must be tested and backed up, and there must be evidence for something before it's fully accepted. And there's different levels of that. You know, people who say, "Oh, evolution's just a theory." Well, fucking gravity's a theory too. But you're not about to walk off a fucking fifty-story building, are you? <laughs> and 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 so you know, we can talk about. What what you should do and why you should do it and what's good to do and what's bad to do. We can talk about all of those things yeah. and we can talk about it yeah. and, and and in in the realm of of science and what is good to do is good to do because mm -hmm. you know uh, the, an example I heard I think Lawrence uh, Krauss used was. In response to the old thing saying that uh, science can tell you why, but uh, or, or yeah, uh, why or how something happens, yeah. but it can't ever tell you what you ought to do. It could tell you that if you if there's a puppy in front of me and I stomp on its head, mm -hmm. that's going to cause that pain. Yeah. But there's nothing scientific yeah. that can tell me that why. I shouldn't do that. There's yeah. a, there's something outside of the scientific understanding that it causes the dog pain and it will end the dog's yeah. life to do that. And and I just I don't accept that. And I and I think the the, the argument is laid out so perfectly, uh, so perfectly that I was as a skeptic I was like there must be something wrong with this. But in the moral landscape, yeah. again I've talked about it a million and one times. If you have not checked into this, please, people, go. Uh, there's, the, you don't have to read. It's not a very long book, um, but you don't even have to read the book. He talks about it and he, he explains the theories, and 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 there just is no need to cling to this idea of faith and worship, and mm -hmm. and uh, only I, I just believe only bad things happen even though good things also happen mm -hmm. those good things cannot come without the bad parts and when uh, you know when the when christianity was going through the crusades and the, there was a reformation and now most uh, i would i think it's fair to say most christians are just nice normal 
people and just trying to be yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, even even if they're you know picking the, the, uh fuck who was it? Somebody was talking to the daughter of the guy who owns the um, the Westboro Baptist Church, mm-hmm. the, the the church that goes and like protests uh, soldiers' funerals and just vile shit. And what they're doing is not psychotic. It's not irrational mm-hmm. based on what they believe. And once you, once you allow for a society to operate based on what people believe, yeah. then inevitably somebody will believe something that is not good for society. And mm-hmm. you have no argument against that. And you have no way to uh, solidify that argument that what you're doing, despite what you believe, is not good. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I, I agree with I agree with a lot of that, and and but you know I think the whole idea of right and wrong can can exist with religion, and I also think that a lot of that stuff that's happening in these Middle Eastern countries and and even here, you know, um, to the point is uh, lies on fault, and and maybe their their government, maybe they you know at the same time they feel disenfranchised with the environment that they live in, mm-hmm. um, but they also you know it also is like what is the consequence to these people? Like you may have that faith and you may believe that, but like where where lies the consequence in in these people doing that? And you know maybe it's a maybe it's a misguided government body that allows this to go on. So. You know, I, I don't think that if you take away for a religion from that environment, mm-hmm. you know, there's still going to be crazy people out there um, with religion or without religion. So uh, this stuff may still happen if you're underneath a you know fascist government organization or a government organization that doesn't protect the rights of their people or a government organization that is... Um, is maybe guided by religion, and I think mm-hmm. government should be completely separate from religion. Yeah, um, and, and, and that's a, a good point that you you bring up because there are always going to be that those crazy people, but without a faith or a dogma or a, or whatever a, a scripture behind that that supports that craziness, mm-hmm. they're just individual pockets of crazy people or or individual. Instances, so they're not perpetuating exactly. ideas, and and so you don't find things like yeah. ISIS because there's not this doctrine, there's not this this uh, uh, but, ideology that that perpetuates it. But I th- and so I, I think there would still be groups of crazy people though, because with the, I think there would too with the well, modern ha- with but, the modern internet. Okay, we're not going to get behind this idea that there's this god out there, but we're going to get behind uh, this group online that runs an online forum that likes to you know sexually assault women because it makes them feel more manly and therefore it's this idea of like gusto that they get from it absolutely so so I mean but then society can can stand on the secular values that abusing women is not good mm-hmm. because then women suffer and society will be worse and it'll be a scarier place all these reasonable ideas that yeah. can combat that so the people the crazy ideas the crazy people all that shit will still be there but it will not be backed up yeah when when you have uh these ideas that you can rape women and you can treat them as property and then like you know like you said uh, there's there's governments behind that supporting that there's like islamic regimes that are saying yes this Mm -hmm. is the true word of the creator of the universe this yeah. vast universe that's been here for 14 billion years that's 
that's fucking more vast than we can even see because in that 14 billion years, not enough. there's not been enough time for the light to travel from the edges of the universe for us to even see it. But yet the creator of all of that mm-hmm. cares whether you cover your head when you go outside or not. Yeah, and no, no, I, I, I guess that's I... an inherent. When you put it like that, it's inherently crazy. But when you bring people up on that and nothing else, yeah. Well, you know that that's it becomes normalized, and and but I, I it, it's I think you know you can rid you can try. I think the first step is is rid, ridding any government of religion that's that's Absolutely. that's your Absolutely. that's because your first step and i don't think any government should operate underneath religion i don't think religion as a body is necessarily bad and i think that what you need to do is um if if you're if the civilization you live in the country you live in isn't guided by religion then the only thing you're being brought up on isn't necessarily relig- religious um and i think that there needs to be a point as a parent that sure you can bring your kid to church but the whole idea is at a certain point you need to let them make that decision mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i actually I, I think i think i'm better for being brought up in the church because of the organization it instilled in me um but no, no I, I i good for you man no i i, I really fucked me up i really i really think i really think i am up. but i you know also, I, I received pretty good schooling that allowed me to question that, and that's where you're dealing with the crazies that we get in in just the United States. Because there's a lot of there's actually a lot of people here that don't get good schooling. There's that, a lot of people who are still teaching creationism. Yes, that are that. That's Merrill why I Lynch the just about five years ago approved books to yeah. have, textbooks to have creationism instead of science. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I just but I, and I just wrote this blog about the. Uh, it's called Lynch. inauguration vacation. That I don't want to get into all this bullshit about what mm-hmm. the Trump organizations or Trump uh, administration is going to do when they get in office. That's. But a couple months away, and we'll and get the, to there's, that. Yeah, there's time to read up we'll on all these people. That. But I, it's things like uh, Betty DeVoe. I think her name is is the leader of education, and I don't know what the exact title is, but uh, and and she's a creationist. Yeah, and she, dude, she's never been to nor had a child in public school. So never, the yeah. whole, but the whole idea is is that. Um, you know, and school is government. If you That's are, government. if you have a good enough education, you can question those ideas mm-hmm. when you're when you're you know uh, uh, of an age to make that decision on your own. Now, I, I mean that, but yes, you're relying a lot on good parenting, and you're relying on a lot on, um, you know, a good education system. But I was I was lucky enough to have that. Where I can make these decisions about you know what I believe and mm-hmm. and and what I do and and like I said you know, like I don't know but I, I I like the church as an organization because of what it brings back to my life that was missing as far as the organization goes the participation goes and the charity that I can reach through it I don't necessarily subscribe to every single you know belief of mm-hmm. this higher power but. Through the organization itself, I, I do say that I do enjoy it and I do enjoy the community, and that, mm-hmm. and and that's that's where I am on the subject right now. Um, but I definitely can see 
where you guys are coming from, and I agree with a lot of your principles and a lot of your ideas. I don't, I don't know if the answer is to completely get rid of that. I think to amend it would well, be well, exactly. Would be I, it's not to get rid of it. Yeah. It's right. to get rid of the bad parts. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's to say if we just have the humility to say we don't, we don't know everything, but this is what we do know. We know that mm-hmm. when you gather people together and you talk about how to to act in such a way that you know, does this, that, whatever, and and you celebrate just being alive, and and, and that is a good thing, and we can have that, and Mm -hmm. we can do that, and we can, that can flourish if if we break away from the tying down that comes with faith and, and specific religions, and, and, I mean, don't get me, I, I, Excuse me if I got this point out already. I but uh, important enough to reiterate the the uh, the anti theistic position is not to say that we want to get rid of those things. Mm-hmm. It's to say that we desperately need those things, mm-hmm. but that theism is getting in the way because of the things that because uh, it, it yeah. relies on things that are simply not true. Mm-hmm. And that's another part of it. Yeah. A- at the end of the day. It's it's all well and good to say, oh, well, it helps people do this, that, and whatever. Yeah. But if it's not true, mm-hmm. then who is it really helping? And, 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 and wouldn't we... Doesn't it make sense to theorize that... Or, excuse me, to hypothesize, because to theorize would be much stronger. Mm. To hypothesize that if we were to operate mm-hmm. on on empiricism and what absolutely is true, or at least... In things like uh, the multiverse theory or string theory, uh, uh, the likelihood, mm-hmm. in the sense that, uh, or you know, uh, other life, uh, other life forms, the likelihood, in the sense that it doesn't, we've established uh, laws of physics, theory, the theory of gravity, yeah. things like that, and it doesn't, we know those things are true, mm-hmm. and it doesn't break those things for there to be aliens somewhere else in the universe it doesn't break those things to say that we can uh, treat each other kindly and 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 we can celebrate life and we can celebrate whatever the fuck we want to celebrate we can celebrate the fact that we can celebrate yeah all that stuff we can have it and it can be pure and true and real and that is another thing that comes with it is that i don't necessarily care so much what uh, I, I mean, I do you know I do care in the sense that I'm not gonna go to some old person on their deathbed who is made peace with their death because they believe they're gonna go to hell. I'm not gonna go and challenge that person's beliefs. That's not gonna do anything for no. society. Yeah, but for all of society to be on the or, or, or for the forefront of science to be mainstream. Mm-hmm. It has to. It has to create more of what people are searching for through religion simply because we're basing our behavior on things that are true. I, I'm, I'm glad that you made that clarification. Um, it's kind of what I was coming in. Well, <laughs> it's part of what, what, I, what I wanted to find out. And I, I think it's part of the disconnect when you talk to a religious person and you are anti-theist is... A lot of the times in the message that you may perpetuate online is you're focusing a lot on what the church does negatively. So it right. seems like you're against 
everything the church mm-hmm. does. And and I and that's that's a conscious thing, and and, and you're not going to get the full yeah. effect of all really and what yeah. we're doing if you only follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Because Instagram is, uh, for a, because it's you know Facebook. I tend to write. Uh, things that are a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I'll post articles and stuff, and then I have the blog. And obviously, the this the podcast is is the longest form, the most detailed and and, and nuanced uh, aspect. But uh, Instagram is is stage one. Yes, that's. But the, it, the the memes we post are are there as I mean we're basically being provocateurs to yeah, to yeah, to, yeah, no, to, yeah. to make you question that. If this is really what it is, how can this be? Well, if that's not what it is, then what is is <laughs> you know what is. But true? it would be and interesting what... for for the the viewer um, if if you would also focus on like you focus on a lot what's wrong with religion, maybe even put out like something that you know w- what the church necessarily does right. I mean, if if there but is, but I don't good think that about... there's anything that the church. I think there's a lot that people. People do. Okay, that's and, fine. And, and that uh, it's not uh, as represented as yes. as uh, our our pokes. At yeah, religion. no, obviously, yeah. Um, and and just in in Dan Dennett's word, there's just no easy and polite way to say no. that you've wasted your whole life on something. <laughs> else there's just no nice way to do it. There's no polite way to do it. So that we, that's another thing that uh, believers. Get up in arms about theists because people hold their beliefs very close, and when you challenge that, yeah. they take it very personally. And I have nothing. Uh, I posted something. I think it was yesterday or the other day, whenever. That I'm an uh, I'm an anti dash theist, mm-hmm. not an anti theist. Yeah. And I, I I before posting, I had to read that twice, and yeah. I think I actually. In full disclosure, I think I I didn't get it until I read it. Someone explained it in the in the comments actually from where I got it. Yeah. That one is being against theism, mm-hmm. and one is being against theists, mm-hmm. the people. Mm-hmm. And I often make the distinction. Uh, uh, you know, obviously Islam is way more of a problem than any other uh, religion at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when making, making fun, ridiculing, criticizing, yep. uh, Islam, it, it, it's often necessary to make the distinction mm-hmm. that Muslims are people. Yes. People deserve respect. Mm-hmm. People deserve dignity and equality and all that good stuff. Islam is not a person, is not a race. It's a set of ideas. Mm-hmm. It's a set of very violent Ideas. It's a set of very scientifically ignorant ideas. And you can be a very good person, a very well-intentioned person, a person who does more good than I could ever hope to do in my life and be a Muslim. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that the ideology that you subscribe to is any better. Yeah. And that's that's an important... And back to the comment you made at the beginning of that, um, just that part right there is is it's hard to convince someone that they wasted their whole life. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's I don't think that's necessarily what you need to convince them of. Because they I, didn't necessarily waste their whole life because there was some value right. in it. Right. Um but and, the value came from within themselves. You know, it's yeah. it's it, the best example is is you know, cuz it all it, a lot of it all boils down to morality, what we should do, what mm-hmm. we shouldn't do, what's yeah. right, what's wrong, how we should and 
um, uh, uh, like evangelicals and people who are yep. more uh, strictly Catholics, more strictly tied to Scripture, more strictly tied to the actual words of the Bible. Yeah. Yet, especially in Western culture, especially in America, um, they, th- there's a lot of Christians who cherry pick. They pick and choose. We, you, how many people do you know with a religious tattoo? It's explicitly, <laughs> what is it? I think it's in Leviticus or Exodus. It's, I think yeah, it's Leviticus. Leviticus. Explicitly says that you shouldn't get tattoos. Yeah. But even though that's the word of God, mm-hmm. you're deciding... That it's a you're not a bad person because you get a tattoo, and I agree with you. I don't think you're a bad. Person. I've just got to the point which I'm very proud of that I've lost count of my tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the idea is, it says in the Bible that tattoos that we're getting a tattoo. I don't know the exact wording. I forget it. Um, but that it, it's wrong. Now, for you to decide that it's, it also says that you should be stoned for eating sel- shellfish, or I don't know if it says it, but it's a sin to, yeah, eat, I know, I know, I know. to eat meat on fry. All these little things that people don't follow, that inherently implies that morality does not come from religion. Mm-hmm. That there are a set of rules that are, are put in this book, mm-hmm. and then you bring your human rationality to those, and you pick the good ideas, yeah. and you throw out the bad ones. So why, why cling to the idea that the morality came from, any, why, from anywhere but yourself? Number one, give yourself the credit mm-hmm. for being a moral human being. Yep. And number two, the arrogance... That, again, the creator of the universe is focused on this tiny little speck of dust in the, in hurling through the cosmos. And of the, what, fucking, how, how many people are on the earth? Fucking four billion? Uh, what is it? I think it's up to almost Four, seven billion. billion. No, like Because Rushdie wrote six millionth child of the world about... Ten years ago now, so go. it's I think we're up to almost seven billion now. And to think that of all of those people in this super concentrated place in the universe that we know exists, that the person or the entity that would create all of that in all its glory yeah. and all its beauty that is awe inspiring that that does elicit that that spiritual fulfillment or can at least and does for me. That they would care whether you're jerking off or whether you're <laughs> like, or, or or that you, even the simple thing of saying grace before a meal, thank you God for this for blessing us with this food. So what? God gave you food in the star and said fuck you to the kids in Africa, like. What? No, no, I, what? I, that's the same thing that I, I, I question all the time, and and, and I get, I guess it kind of goes back to like the show intro, like you know, to to question everything exactly. and, and believe and yeah. believe nothing. I, 
um, like like you said, like I, I don't consider myself an atheist, but by your definition, I, I guess I may be that. I, you know, I I, I go before I go. I got him like that. He's I like, go. Like, and, I'm agnostic. I was yeah. like, dude, that doesn't mean anything. I go. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I go and I I go and I I, I enjoy it yeah. and I appreciate it and I and I don't feel like I'm I'm wasting my time and I gain value from it, but I don't necessarily you know I I don't necessarily know what I believe and um you know so that's that's so where me, I am with that. Oh, it, no, no, go ahead. No, that's, that's... So, okay, let me propose something to you then. Mm-hmm. Suppose in that same church that you go to, yep. there's somebody mm-hmm. sitting in the pew right in front of you mm-hmm. who is enjoying all the same benefits of that church, mm-hmm. yet they take their, uh, the, the Bible a little bit more seriously than yep. you do. Mm-hmm. And they're going out and voting... Uh, for uh, marriage equality to be to be dissolved. Right. Yeah. I mean, the church I go to doesn't isn't really against that whole idea. But I mean, you don't but you don't know what's in the people's exactly. People's exactly. I mean, they, I, I maybe mean, the I would, church, the parish itself, I would think, subscribe to that. But they, I you think guys they, all read the Bible, and this one yes. person maybe say, "Oh, look, it says right here." Yeah. You know, these people. Now you I, know, they're nice. I don't really want to cause a fuss because he pers- might be a very nice guy. Yeah. But, uh, but as a per- or girl, or I think or Z or. Sh- Zire or whatever the fuck they want to be called. I, I think that's. I mean, that's wrong. That's it's very wrong. And, and and but you know, I I think that's the whole idea of we need to improve the academic system and maybe amend what 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 is taught in religion. Oh, it's absolutely multifaceted. Yeah. It's so multifaceted. In order in order to change that mindset, and because there absolutely absolutely is or are. Because there absolutely are plenty of positives that mm. do and have come from religion. Yeah. It, it's hard to to get people before they're even at the place where they're ready to question that. Mm-hmm. They are already convinced yeah. that it's the religion itself that caused that. Mm-hmm. That maybe religion wasn't necessarily just that particular catalyst, but it's inherent to religion yeah. rather than inherent to humanity yeah. or, or a, 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 the, the morality of a good person or whatever the case yeah. may be. I'd like to get to a few more things. Yeah, um, please. Kind of like not even on top. Yeah, no, go ahead. Um, the first is, have you, got, have you guys tried this? No. All right, it's Shiner Holiday Cheer, and I got it for you guys, and I apologize right now because it's, oh, okay. <laughs> it's you can try it. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's we'll, we'll it's, share one. It's, it's it's we gotta try it now. It's just I think that thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, might, you, might you might all smell well. this. <laughs> it's general. I think it's. I, I mean, I think there's definitely people that are gonna like it. I don't like fruity beers, and by that, I didn't think it was gonna be very fruity. But it's like got like okay. I don't know. It's like got almost like an orange taste to it. So oh, still a back to it's a, it ba- says ale brewed with peaches yeah. and pecans. See, I didn't with natural I saw flavors it. and caramel color. I like that kind of sounds like it might right might be right up my alley. I like Shiner, but I, I don't like this. I, so on the website, we do beer reviews a lot, and that's kind of like yeah, why so I, I noticed that. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'll probably put one up there, and I, and and I'll be. 
be kind do of... Do you do the reviews drunk is the question. <laughs> no, no. I'll usually... He I'll, says. I'll try, a, I'll try a beer a few times before I, I'll post a review about it so I can get like an accurate depiction of it. Um, but the, the whole idea is um, hmm. with the beer reviews, I'm, I'm kind of pushing them out to... Um, somewhat yeah, based yeah. off of my taste, but what I'm going to also do is is I'm going to talk about the type of person that would like a beer. Mm. I think there are people out there that would like Absolutely. this beer, but see, I, it's not my taste. See, I can have this is uh, like holiday cheer. Yeah, right, right on the a great name, right on the nose. Um, you think so? See, I didn't. I wouldn't get holiday I, cheer. Out I of do. It. I don't, it's more I don't, like a I, summer taste to me, like like fruity. <sighs> And and it, it's 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 so it's, it's not heavy cheer? it's maybe not it's heavy enough like if it, I don't know I, I almost expect you're, you're the right holiday though. cheer to be a I, stout mm-hmm. and I, and I, I see where you're coming from with the uh, this summer um, but yeah I could I would definitely if I go to any holiday parties and I see this I'll probably drink one. Yeah, I it's can a see nice that. taste, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna fucking drink six of these. Do you guys know Lining Kugel's yeah. Summer Shandy? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not exact, a fan. I'm not a fan thing. at all. I'll see, that doesn't one. fit my taste. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. tasty. I'll have yeah. one, but I'm not gonna drink. Like you're gonna buy a fucking yeah. twelve case of uh, of Lining Kugel Summer yeah. Shandy, dude. You better be having a lot of people over I, so I they know. can each have I, one. I, I, like, it's, the sh- it's so syrupy and the fucking sugar yeah. and the... Ugh. Well, so Shock Top actually makes a pretzel beer, which I will honestly say is really good. I can never get through the full beer. I The beer tastes really good. It's just like... It's it's because of like the syrupiness and the, um, the flavor is spot on. It's like you were like having like beer with like pretzels with beer cheese. It's really, really good. So, um, but it's that kind of thing that, like, you almost want it in, like, a smaller glass. Like, serve it to me in, like, an eight ounce, and, like, then I would enjoy it. Or, like, like on a, on a fucking, what do they call those things, uh, uh, when you get, like, beer tasting. Yeah. A flight. Yeah. Like, a beer flight. Like, and, you know. I'm getting, I've always so been, I've your, always if been. you had to pick a favorite beer, so I could just kind of, kind of get a, a This base. is one of my favorite topics. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> my, my, um. We have my a dad, clear agenda my dad always, here. My a clear dad, schedule my here, dad guys, always, My dad always Stella. said. <laughs> my dad always said, um, you know, if you were if you were to drink a beer as like an everyday beer to just kind of like hang out, you know, not really like drink anything serious, he would drink Coors Light. If he wanted, oh, no, wait, 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 I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. <laughs> I was always a Coors. If man. he wanted to drink a beer that he like appreciated the best and like he enjoyed the taste of the most, it would be an Allagash White. Okay. If he wanted a beer on, like, a nice summer day to kind of, like, um, you know, just hang out and, you know, like, cool off, he would probably drink some sort of shandy, like a line in Kugels or something along those, those lines. But his favorite beer of all time is free beer. <laughs> Word. So that was Word. that was his saying, and, and he actually wrote that. I think he won like tickets to a beer festival, <laughs> writing that on like a Facebook wall. And That's so, funny. But I so my I favorite mean, beer is free beer. <laughs> but the the beer I, I I enjoy the most. I I really actually do like Allagash White a lot as well. But um, recently uh, a newly found one is uh is by uh, Dogfish uh, Brewery, mm. and it's called uh, Pennsylvania Tuxedo. Mm. Um, it's it's like I would say it's somewhere between like a lager and a stout, like where it's darker mm. but not too heavy and too dark, and it has uh, it's brewed with spruce tips, so the end like has this like spice to it, which is actually okay. you wouldn't think would be good, but. 
I mean, it's a thick beer, and I could probably, like, drink, like, four in a sitting, like, no problem. It's just, it's that good, and not, because the flavor comes from the spruce tips, mm-hmm. the flavor isn't, like, a syrupy type of flavor. Yeah. I mean, yeah really. Um, I've only Pennsylvania recently. Tuxedo is a really, a really great beer. Um, and then uh, our first beer review we put up there was a, of a Shawnee Apiarius, but they yeah, right. they actually do uh, my favorite beer from Shawnee Craft. Um, be there next weekend. Uh, we do every, every Friday. They do um, this thing called Rhythms and Brews, where they bring in a oh, different okay. they bring in a different band. Um, they bring in a, the chef I've does like different food. So you go to the brewery and they they release a new beer. So um, I cool. I love their bourbon porter. It's actually it's brewed in in a bourbon cask. So you get that whole um, like burnt cedar. Yeah, meat. yeah. It's, it's not just, cedar. It's oak. Yeah. So so it's like <laughs> it, it's like if you're if you're a beer and a shot guy, it's like a beer and a shot in one beer. It's <laughs> oh, so yeah. It's really because it's I, really really good. What's wrong with that? Yeah. I, along with my other life changes from being a Christian to an anti theist, I used to be straight edge uh, for most of high school. And um, so I was late to the game with drinking. When I started uh, drinking, I didn't like beer, as any fucking pussy doesn't drink. <laughs> but uh, I didn't like, uh, you know, you don't like beer, beer yeah. acquired taste. Yes. And yeah. uh, so you want fruity shit. I remember one of the first parties I went to. I was embarrassed to even show up sober, so I chugged two Mike's Hard Lemonades outside. <laughs> Mike's you Hard, can, baby. You can fucking guess how that ended. Yeah. <laughs> Not well. Uh, and then as I got to college, I still was was uh, was hesitant with the whole thing. And I was my thinking is, oh, you know, girls are soft. I'll drink what the girls are drinking. <laughs> so I'm drinking like fucking fruity Smirnoff and shit. <laughs> And Got I'm your burnets. Yeah, and I'm fucking puking my brains out from this shit, thinking that like, how do how do people drink alcohol like this? And eventually, I realized, oh, because girls are the devil, and the devil <laughs> can process sugar and syrup, and no, and but I, I I just realized it's it's a I have a different taste. So for a while, I was uh, definitely a whiskey man. Mm-hmm. Um, Old makers. Just, Ever since no, not bourbon. I, I was a oh a, makers is straight uh, Kentucky whiskey. It's not bourbon. No Kentucky whiskey. Well, it's disgusting. But <laughs> I love it. A, a Scotch. I was a Scotch man. Okay. I liked my I uh, like Johnny Scotch. Walker, um, and uh, that was probably because did, you you um, you met my my boy Akon who yeah. was a pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so quite uh, a few he, times. Yeah, he was uh, he was really into he, well you know on the cheaper nights it would be Jack or the the even cheaper version whatever. Evan Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Um, and uh, on the more expensive nights, we would go. Like, that's not. That's Jack's not Scotch, right? That's just regular. No, Jack it's, is yeah. just its uh, own kind no, of it's Tennessee, Tennessee whiskey. whiskey right? yeah. Yeah. Um, Tennessee whiskey. Um, Tennessee, you're um, a sweet. <laughs> it's Tennessee but, uh, whiskey. On fancy nights, we would go for uh, Johnny Walker, and nothing, nothing below. Uh, Nothing but a little black, unless you're mixing it. If, yeah. you're, if, you're, if you're sipping it. And, you know, we would shoot it as well. But yeah. that's because we were pussies. But uh, <laughs> it fucking tastes disgusting, man. It fucking burns the shit out of your throat. Well, so you just shoot it. I think, part, I think part of the idea is learning, <laughs> learning how to drink alcohol the proper way. Right. 
and, and I never had a, a, a not until after like late in college or after mm-hmm. college did I develop a healthy yeah. relationship with alcohol so, and not to, in the sense I've got that a healthy I, relationship with alcohol well, <laughs> not in the sense that I drank too much just in the sense that I drank specifically with the intent of getting as fucked up as possible with the least uh, you know the path of least yeah. resistance and it, and like that's just not an enjoy that, that's not going to end enjoyable <laughs> on on many different occasions granted it ended very well on a number of different occasions but that's not always going to be the case and so you know then you know you're in college you're playing beer pong and you start with your keystone light and shit Ugh. and yeah, <laughs> and you move up and and so same kind of thinking with the oh the girls drink this so I'll drink I was thinking oh I you know I can take the light beer but you know you give me something heavier yeah. so I would look at something like a Guinness and be like oh there's no way I could drink that yeah. and one day, I had a Guinness, and I was like, dude, this is fucking good. Like, it's, like, tasty. Like, I'm not hating it. And um, then I, you know, I got more into, I'm, I'm over the last couple of years, got more into IPAs and yep. stuff. And I still, you know, the, the stronger stuff, it still just does, it's a little too much beer. Yeah. It's just oh, too, yeah. it's a little too, I'm just not that much of an enthusiast but uh, you know, like I'm I think drinking th- I, a beer purple haze now. I think the I think there's a progression to a beer Absolutely. a beer drinker, and and I I can this make the argument that I can, I could I could get just about anyone into beer because there's wow. something that bold statement. Uh, bold honestly, statement, so. though, because anybody think, out there who does not like beer, think go about to brochill.com. I can I this can recommend I can recommend a beer that you would probably like, and and then you can even start on like the cider range of things. Like, okay, I'm, I don't really like the, the aftertaste of beer. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, well, push the, push them in the direction of like an Angry Orchard. Yeah, and then go from the Angry Orchard to something like a Lion and Kugels. You know, you still got that fruit mm-hmm. taste, and then mm-hmm. go from there and take that to like a Clown Shoes Clementine that still has the right. orange aftertaste, but it still has it's like it's a wheat beer. They get a little bit thicker and you can work down the line of like growing into liking beer mm-hmm. it's an acquired taste yeah but like you said before it, it is an acquired taste but anyone can acquire the taste Absolutely. if they want to and, and you know there's something about it like smell and 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 body and and uh like substance and, and all these different you know i i had to get all beer snobby on no, you about well, it i saw this thing on shark tank dude that was fucking awesome I, were you watching it i like, think so i caught most of it i think I haven't even said it yet. You know, you're talking about. but um, and it, it was uh, it was almost like a Keurig for beer. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, yep. I don't know you, if I put it on the site. I might have. So, so tell, tell me if you do. But you put in. Uh, so I'll, I'll just direct people to go read it on your site. But you put in just a regular bottle or can. Yeah. And a straw that goes in, and it's a uh, it's like a it becomes a draft. Yeah. And you 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 pull the lever one way, and um. It just pours out the beer, but then you pour it the other way, and it gives you it gives you a foam, it gives you a head on the beer. Yeah, and and uh, you know I'm sure you can explain better than I can, because it was almost like a nitro kind of deal. Yeah, but it was I I because I I I like the Sam Adams nitro. I do like that. I don't think I posted it, but I I definitely saw it. There's been a few things like that, Mm -hmm. Um, and and like it would be the same. You would go to a growler fill station and get the bag Mm -hmm. filled in. You know, like basically from a tap and then the, the problem with beer from a tap is is 
like you need to drink it fairly quickly but right. this this will preserve your beer a little bit longer and it would it would still it would come out um you know with a with a better consistency that you would get as if mm. it were straight from the tap now i haven't tried it yet personally i i generally like the idea but for me um I, you know right where i live right down the street there's a growler fill station with a pretty good selection of stuff so nice. so <laughs> i don't really need to keep things on tap for a long time um get it on but... tap that's a pun ladies and gentlemen <laughs> not wordplay <laughs> no so. it is wordplay but not uh, and that's what they're, they're not mutually exclusive, I know. Exactly. It's wordplay and it's a pun, but not all wordplay is a anyway, pun. But right, do you, please. So, and you talked about Guinness, <laughs> I, you, you talked about Guinness before. Yeah. You know the proper way that you're supposed to drink a Guinness? I know the proper way you're supposed to pour a Guinness. What's the proper way to drink? When you I drink a Guinness, you, you're supposed to do it in four distinct sections and the whole idea is like you're supposed to get a mouthful of the beer to fully appreciate it Mm -hmm. so when you're done drinking a guinness the glass should have four lines of the head going down the glass and that's how a guinness should be drank that you'll enjoy it the best i've heard the same i have heard the same certain way to pour it certain way yeah i've heard the same yep so yeah i definitely you have to be like certified to serve it the correct way you can actually go you can actually go my parents went to ireland and got certified to pour that's awesome that's awesome so uh explain to you a little more like the next okay i have a glass of drought guinness uh i mean drought uh from the from the tap right in front of me yeah uh, draft Guinness. How do I physically do that? Is it just taking uh, the gulps like that? I mean, I mean so you want to basically if you, guy, if you I get a mouth, really... if you get like the average mouthful of Guinness. So when you take it, like not that you're uncomfortable, like you're like you know, yeah. like your cheeks are full, just like where you got the just average nice, mouthful. Okay. It should, it you should gulp, gulp it. And I don't know if gulp is the right word, but you should well, drink in it in the sense that yeah. I, what I realized the first time I tasted it is that it's not. As bitter as you would expect, being no. a, a very and it's a very new- low on alcohol content beer. It's only about like four point five percent. Yeah, it's not a. It's oh, not. I just like yeah, it just like normally, I think I believe even like like some of your light beers have higher alcohol content really? than Guinness does. Yeah, huh. it's not very heavy in, in alcohol content. Um, but so you take it and you get a mouthful, and then you know some people like to like kind of lick their lips so they get that. Mm-hmm. You know, chocolatey, malty. yeah, like that chocolate, almost mocha flavor yeah. out of it. I do like that. That real dark. Uh, Sam Adams Black. Yeah, me and uh, me and White actually had a thing going for a while where every Friday um, we uh, would try a different six pack. And one week we did Sam Adams Black Lager, and it was just so damn good. Something about that, like coffee and dark chocolate flavor. Yeah. That dark chocolate flavor, I am a sucker for, dude. Yes, yeah, and and um, so a, a beer that I would actually recommend. You have you ever had Sweet Baby Jesus before? Yes, <laughs> actually, just because the guy I work with on a six six day a week basis basis says things like. Sweet baby Jesus, please let's get this job done right. And yeah, so Lutch you, knows the guy. What'd you so. think of it? What'd you think of it? Um, it was chocolate peanut butter porter for those of you that, that dude. Are listening, yeah, chocolate. So. Pe- we were like, sweet baby Jesus, chocolate peanut butter. Sweet baby Jesus, what are you yeah, thinking? But um, I like peanut butter. Mm-hmm. I like chocolate. I like dark chocolate, as yeah. I just said. Okay, but it didn't work for me. Okay, it didn't work for me. So I, I would push you in the direction of what? What didn't work about it? Uh it was too much guy. peanut butter. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. If you didn't like the peanut butter aspect of it, by the same brewery, Duclaw Brewery, they make a beer called Dirty Little Freak. Okay. And I've that beer that. is a, it it's it doesn't have the it's it's very similar. It's not quite as heavy and it doesn't have the peanut butter, but you get almost the same taste out of it. So I would wow. give that a try. Wow. Yeah. All right. So Duclaw Brewery Dirty Little Freak. It's, it's a pretty good it's a pretty good beer as well. I like the chocolate peanut butter porter and I'm actually not a big peanut butter guy, but um I like as like a dessert beer or a beer that I could just like sit and appreciate and take a yeah, while to just, drink. Mm-hmm. I actually really do enjoy it. See, that's now, it's one I, of those beers that I would only have one or two of. Right. Um, Real quick, we just did it. Guinness is only four point two uh, percent alcohol, same as okay. what I'm drinking. Yeah, purple haze. It's not. It's not heavy. It's I mean, Stella's, I drank a, a Long Trail sick sick day last night. Stella's five. Stella. Long Trail actually is on one. It's my girl. Long Trail is one actually on our most recent article, which was the uh, like the ski trail. resort uh, the ski resort breweries. Um, they make a beer uh, called Sick Day. And it's eleven percent, but it's pretty. It's Ooh, actually like it's that su- is a sick day. Fuck <laughs> it. it's, it's surprisingly not heavy. Like all that's these, all pun. these heavy Wait. beers, you would expect them to have high both. alcohol contents. But that's a pun, right? That's okay. both. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, but that's that's. It's surprising Damn. that it's. I, I, I looked at. It, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's a lot of alcohol on a beer. <laughs> and I mean, it's a it's a nice feeling when you when you find. First of all, when you find a beer that you like, uh, and and when you can under comprehend, even if you can't articulate, when you can comprehend what you like about it, and so to bring it back to music, it's the same kind of thing that you know there was a big thing in the uh, in both in the, the pop punk era and the email era. It's like, oh, I don't like labels, man. Fuck labels. Man. <laughs> and even in the actually even in the dan- uh, the dance scene, there's, there's a the whole fuck genres, let's dance thing. Uh-huh. But I like being able to categorize things, not for the sake of saying just saying this is better, that's better, whatever, 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 but to refine my tastes. Mm -hmm. And that's why I can, A, listen to a certain specific type of music, and I can go through a phase and and, and immerse myself fully in that sub-sub-genre for a year, Mm -hmm. because I've pinpointed all the aspects of what I like about it. And the same thing with a beer, you can just always fucking enjoy it, no matter the time of day, no matter the time of year, you can enjoy it because you like that specific thing about it. Or, you know that you're in this mood and you want to listen yeah. to this song, or you're in this mood and you want to drink this, and you want to, whether you want to have a beer or you want to have a, a, a glass of wine or whatever it is. And so, being able to understand and, and at least mentally... Uh, comprehend if not articulate those labels those categories those aspects those factors that you like about what you like I don't see anything wrong with categorization with labels any of that Mm -hmm. because it leads you to happiness (laughs) well I I think it also makes it easier for us to have a conversation about it Mm -hmm. that's if you don't if you don't classify something it's just beer man then then what is just music man you know how are we going to be objective and how are we going to question it and how are we going to talk about it if we can't even determine what it is exactly it's a good point it's a very good point yeah Cheers, guys. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Yeah, uh, you said you'd come on the point. Any other points you want to get to? Um, 
I, I, I mean, there's a ton of stuff that I, I could talk about. I mean, we could I, keep going, and we could, we could call quits. And uh, I think that's, a, I think that's probably a good note. I would, I'd love to come back on. Thank you, yes. guys. dude. So yeah, much. I was gonna say, okay. you know what? We'll start a series with them. We'll start a series with them. Yeah. Thank you for having me, and um, you know, I, I, I really, um, at first, I, I was apprehensive to what you guys were doing. Uh, and I'll be a hundred percent honest, and, That's and the, you know, we appreciate I, that. I, Dad, you should be listening. Not yes. my father, but Dad, the, uh, <laughs> the Dad, the Dad, the Dad. And I, I looked. If I K-Raf could do it. You could do it. I looked at. I mean, I looked at it from a perspective perspective of, um, you know, this this was gonna fizzle out after you know just a few episodes, kind of thing. This is like a you know a short. Which you would have if we kept going so, where we were going, trying to yeah. be like, and but, oh, let's tell people happened. what's good with this. It has Great a, pontification. It has <laughs> evolved, and I would urge anyone that's apprehensive to listening or you know you know doesn't know what they're getting into that it would be, it's it's just good conversation, and and sure. if you enjoy you know those conversations with people just sitting around a table and you know maybe having a having a beer. Or anything along those lines, and you just go through seventeen different topics in, in one night. Yeah, like this is this is the show for you, and 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 you know, give it a shot. So, th- thank you guys so much for having me, and I look forward thank to doing it again coming, in the future. Yes, yeah, seriously, awesome. this is and great. One, one more shameless plug: go check out uh, yes, Brochill dot com. The yo, the yo the from Brochill. Um, we should have uh, later tonight. Uh, we should have our NFL recap back up. We do that every week. Maybe and, talk uh, about your uh, guest appearance on All Really Podcast. Yes, yeah, maybe. we, we're, maybe. we will. We um, will also, if it's okay with you guys, once uh, the episode's yes. out, we'll post it on the site yes. as well. Oh, so. fuck yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome! So, that'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is ARP seventeen, and that is the last you will hear from us. Uh, yeah, that's until last, next yeah, year. That's the last year you'll hear from us in 2016. It's been a shitty fucking year. Holy fuck! This My year friend sucked. just posted about how let's not do that this year. How this was the worst year rather. Oh ever my ever god! The plague sucked. did happen, and all this and that and the other. And I was just like, bro, it, it kind of sucked. Uh, <laughs> next, year, next year, you can look forward to. We have Dad, who we've just referred to. We have Bourne coming back after the inauguration. The saga continues. The oh, oh, and hopefully, well, no, I, I, I would actually like to keep doing uh, episodes of Bourne. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Back. The saga continues. Um, I was because I was going to say if the trilogy finishes, but no, no yeah, no, uh, no. Bourne will be back after the inauguration. Uh, we will be getting back into politics, but it was fucking K-Rap amazing. will be back. K. Raff will definitely be back. Bro, chill. Maybe we can bring the angry elf. We could do a big yeah, like, whole thing. You guys um, can get into some stuff with, with him. Well, so. yeah, <laughs> Uh-oh, the fiancé is hitting me up. Your phone must be on airplane mode. She's hitting me up because I'm on Wi-Fi. His fiance. Hey, right. is Kev still there? <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time, you guys know exactly what to do. Allreally.com. All Come Really podcast on iTunes. YouTube at Are Really Dudes. Do the whole fucking thing. You know it. And once again, go check out Brochill. That's brochill.com. And they're on Facebook. Yeah, Instagram. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's the whole a, deal. Yep. yep. <laughs> I follow them all. You should too. And we will see you next. Yeah. Catch you on the flip side. Believe nothing, except...